it looks like all you have found yourself on the wrong side of the river. Today we'll be reading from the Book of the Dead and bringing back a mummy or a few. Speaking of mummies and their followers, we have Jack, who has been hypnotized by Imhotep, joining us. Imhotep. Imhotep. <laughs> so, so without further ado, let's talk about some mummies and their powers, if they have any. But first, we need to talk about a mummy's favorite subject. Alex, can you guess what they, what it is? I'm going to guess it's the news. Rap it's actually music. paper and oh. rap music, but yeah. Rap music? The news. Well, what, what, Think about it. Where's that one? Rap? What are, what are mummies? They're rap. <laughs> Alex, I never, I never go ahead and give us some news. Y'all's highbrow jokes are just always too much for me. This really is the smartest you show on television. I'll be reading the classics, Professor Highbrow. <laughs> the smartest show on television. You said I don't know. I don't know if I believe that. But as Davis said, some news. But first, some trivia. Two questions from last week. Let's see if Jack can guess either one of these. What classic Mel Brooks comedy is shot entirely in black and white to give it that old monster movie feeling? Uh, young Frankenstein's monster. That's true. How'd you know that? He knows know things. things. I, don't, I don't believe such what? things. What? Yeah, I, know, I told him. I remember. Technically, I told the him card before. says just young Frankenstein. He, so apparently, there's no young Frankenstein. It was a reference to me. I just looked it up on the creases on my palm. <laughs> well, that's very impressive. And then, secondly, in Top Gun, what song does Tom Cruise sing to Kelly McGillis? Uh, Great Balls of Fire. No, that happens in the new one. No, that happens in but what? I haven't seen the old one in a long time. It's not a good movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. There's that one good scene with Goose where he dies, but I mean, other than that. Anyway, so what's, the, what's the answer, Alex? The song is you, You've you Lost That Lovin' Feeling. Oh, yeah. So By who? It didn't say. I think it's by Lionel Richie. Really? Davis, why don't you research? Dancing on the Ceilings by Lionel Richie. He's, he also made other songs. My apologies. You've lost that. Alex, let's go ahead and get in the news while I look this up real quick. It's by the Righteous Brothers. Oh, uh, the Righteous? Ooh, they're good. I like that. All right, so. There you go. On to the news. We start with some sad news, unfortunately. Robbie Coltrane, most well-known for his role as Hagrid in the Harry Potter franchise, but also had an appearance in Ocean's 12 as what character? Do you guys remember his name? Oh I can't remember goodness. it either. Now that you said it, I can't remember it. Do we got to look it up? Well, unfortunately, he has passed away at the age of 72. One of my favorite actors. Honestly, made the whole Harry Potter series that much better. Matsui. Matsui, that's right. So obviously, rest right in peace to Rob- Robbie Coltrane. We're going to do the Harry Potter episode later on this month. What is that? That's in late late November is the plan. For. So that we're looking, I'm looking forward week? to that. Next week is Alien. Oh, yeah. Feeling, feeling, feeling very excited oh, about it. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to go a, a week we, out of spooky season to do the Jordan Peele films. Are we going to do The Thing anytime soon? We already did that last year, Dave. Oh, yeah, we did. I'm sorry. Chris came on the show. Because I I, I y'all rambled on about the, uh, the, bad, no, the bad prequel. It's not that bad. Well, the CGI. Yeah, the, they, they the, ruined it. The, the 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 prequel itself is not a bad movie. I think we discussed, but the CGI is probably some of the worst stuff we've. It could have been seen. better, but I enjoyed it. What's he doing over there? He's trying to. He, he's got having headphones issues. Yeah, this so is why okay. we're getting new ones. Very excited we some about this. Sony's, I think. I pointed. I showed. Brit Honestly, the ones if I you want to go there. grab some of the ones from in the bullpen and just get them, those are the I nice. I think ones. he'll be okay. as long as he can hear. I think he'll be okay. All right, fair enough. So on the, with that, we'll continue to some more lighthearted news. Jonah Hill set to play John Daly in an upcoming biopic. The Bad Boy of Golf is getting his own movie. Jonah Hill will play John Daly in an upcoming biopic with Hotel Mumbai's Anthony Mara set to direct. I mean, I watched the John Daly for 30 for 30 on ESPN however many years ago that it came out. Pretty interesting guy. I feel like Jonah Hill's pretty good casting for that. However, Jonah Hill, he's very, uh, you know, like sometimes he's Wolf of Wall Street and other times he's... Jonah Hill. I don't really know how to describe it. I just want to say golf movies usually don't end up that amazing. Well, what's your The Legend of Bagger Vance? 
Will Smith, played. Matt Damon. Not seen that. Happy Gilmore. Great film. Yeah. The greatest game ever played. Never heard of it. I said that. Oh, wait, you did just say that? Shia LaBeef. Shia, Shia never LaBeef. Heard, never himself. heard of it. I watched like the first five minutes and got Disney bored. Film. It was. Very boring. Mm. No so, Alex, do you that. like it, Jack? I like Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore's pretty good. So, so the golf movie scene is not very. I mean, it, I mean, look, okay. Be, being honest, we're gonna get a Tiger Woods movie, like, right? I feel like just le- stick it with, leave it as a thirty for thirty, because those are good. True, I think like, it's if you just... want to make a biopic, just leave it as a documentary. Well, it's it's that people love making biopics now. We talked about. Just it. I mean, leave it as a documentary. I agree, but I mean, musicians. You want to hear are... something crazy? Oh, go ahead, Davis. This is not really a biopic. But I was driving, I was listening to like my Discover Weekly on Spotify, and a song from The Wiz, the Michael Jackson Wizard Great of Oz film. movie, came up playing. I went, what the? He's on down the road, I can't baby. say the word anymore. Wait, wasn't The Wiz a TV show? No. Okay, Michael was, Jackson made the, the soundtrack. The Wiz was an appliance store, but they turned into a Michael Jackson. When I was looking, Wiz. when I was researching it. Nobody beats me. Wait, The Wiz as in 1978? Oh, yeah, okay, 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 okay. I think there was... Something else with a similar name made just because one of the people involved in the Mummy trilogy worked on something of a similar name. The Wings? I don't. I don't know, Davis. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good. That's as good a guess as any. I just want to say I don't know why the Wiz showed up in my Discover Weekly. I was not happy about it. That's fair. I also wouldn't. I. I mean, is it? Is it that bad? I didn't listen to it. Interesting. I'm sure it's fine. I just didn't want to hear it. It's like it's like if Hamilton came on. It's not the same, but I would skip that immediately. <laughs> Fair, fair enough, Davis. Or again, inside, I feel like Wiz well. would be Sorry. more would be more your style versus it would no but versus I, Hamilton. I skipped it. Oh yeah, just out of principle. Yes, interesting. Okay. I don't want to open the door to any of the other movie soundtracks showing up in my playlist. There's so many good ones though, Davis. You want to play Hamilton while you're riding no, in a car? No, no. It's not an issue for me at the moment. Maybe, I was about to say maybe that is what what happened. Maybe Hamilton came on and then everything just started going awry for you. That was crazy. Unfortunate. We'll talk about that in maybe our what are we reading slash watching segment at the end. Watching quick, my car. Quick update. Quick updates about me and Davis at the end of the show as always. Now Davis, I've got a quote for you, and I want you to just to guess what this is about. You might have seen it, so if you have seen it, then just say it. But otherwise, try and guess. So the quote reads this: Like Tony Soprano or Walter White, he's evil, <laughs> but complexly evil. Who do you who do you think that could be referring to? Mm. Something. I bet it has something to do with Marvel. I wish it okay, is okay. actually the well, show. No, 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 give me a hint. Give me a hint. It's a show. It, it is a show. That that is it that, on now? Is it Andor? It's about yes. to come out. It, it it is currently running. It is not Star Wars related though. No, it is not. Andor was a good guess. Is it though. a House of Dragons thing? Close. Oh, it's the other one. The Lord, <laughs> of, the Lord of the Rings. Yep, the showrunner for The Rings of Power. Talking about what they think Sauron will be like in He's season like Walter two of the White. show. I've already won. Which, though, in fairness, I, now I, I of course <laughs> have not read the uh, Tolkien novels. We talked about this last week. <laughs> what? He just bought them earlier to throw them on my head. Oh lord! Davis was bothering me, so I had to buy something heavy to throw at him. I wasn't bothering him. I said, "What are you watching?" <laughs> And what were you watching, Jack? He was watching Nintendo. The Pokemon Scarlet and Violet demo reel. Wow, what 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 a viewing that must have been. But the I've point been stands. Jack all day. This is, I think it's just funny because again, I haven't read the books, but as far as the movies indicated it, Sauron's whole point is that he's pretty simplistically evil. He just wants all power, and that's kind of the point. Yeah, he's the antithesis of most villains nowadays because most villains are like, evil. oh, they have to be like, you know, in Marvel's case, funny. Ultron. Or in other cases, like Walter White or Tony Soprano, you know, complex. But the point with Sauron is that... What did Ultron say? What was the thing? Uh, he was like, um... Ch- people, Just kill him! Oh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, oh that, that's what he, that's goodness. what he said. He he gave this whole whole complex like soliloquy so cool. about how he wanted to kill the Avengers. He's like, and yeah, <laughs> terrible. Imagine movie. If it was Shakespeare at the end of like a long like. Oh, et tu, Brote, and oh, thus fell Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> guys, guys. The thing like the the candle speech in in uh, Macbeth, and then Athena goes. Otherwise, in other words, <laughs> also let's do this, guys. <laughs> what an awful movie. Anyway, so the point stands. Like what, Walter? Like I don't I know. want to pull up a soliloquy now and do it. Oh, we'll we'll save that for MCU Phase Three intro. Okay, okay. Oh, that's kind of funny. Ooh, R- write that write that down because I will forget it. <laughs> All right, hold up, hold up, guys. Talk for a second while I'm writing it down. Jack, any what thoughts you? on this quote about Sauron or any thoughts on the Rings of Power? Because none of us have watched it. Um, Sauron goes, "Hey, let's let's go to dinner." What's his eyes were at Waterburger this morning. They were um, the Ojo de Sauron. I mean, is this just like the the constant Twitterification of trying to d- build discourse by making your villain more complex. I mean, yeah, probably. I think Amazon said, hey, we want to we want to milk this for like eight seasons worth of content. I haven't watched the show. I've heard very mixed things about it. Then again, I mean, you know, nowadays with how discourse is going, if people hate a show, you, you honestly don't know if they hate it because it's a bad show or if a certain sect of people hate the show because it, you know, has non-white characters. Because there is a lot of backlash against diversity in a show because people are stupid. But I, I didn't say that. Maybe I did say that. You just said it. Maybe I, I agree. Did. So did you write it down? Yeah, I did. I, I, I just don't know how to... Again, I'm probably going to watch it over like the summer yeah. when I have time. I just don't have time now and I also am not interested in watching it. Like I'll probably do the same with House of the Dragon. But as far as I know, people like House of the Dragon and people don't like The Rings of Power. And both were having to follow up pretty spectacularly successful pieces of media. I mean, Game of Thrones was watched by 12 million people at its peak before it fell apart. So I don't, I don't know how to take it. But again, I do think it's very much like you said, Jack, where it's like, oh, well, we have to have complex and we have to have a character that's not just one-dimensional. Win. And sometimes a one-dimensional villain that just wants to rule the world can mm-hmm. be done right. I read a kid's book and the villain was very one-dimensional. It was a breath of fresh air. <laughs> Football genius? Yes. Excellent. And on that, that note, that defensive coordinator was just mean, man. <laughs> Some people are just mean. Speaking of perhaps Marvel or certain media going a bit too far, Harrison Ford is now going to join the MCU as Thunderbolt wait. Ross. You think he hated the Star Wars press conferences? <laughs> Ford will replace the late William Hurt as General Thaddeus Thunderbolt Ross in the MCU. His first appearance as the character will be in Marvel's Captain America: New World Order. He crashed so, another plane. He had to pay for the bill. <laughs> What the heck? What the heck? Hey, Thanos. Davis. We can't be saying that. Uh, why can't I say that? Because this, these air on okay, the airwaves. Just, what the heck is Thanos? There you go, Davis. There that you better? go. Very nice. Very Ooh, nice. Harrison, I like that a lot. Why were you not blue when you appeared as a force ghost? I don't know what, I don't know what those are. But also, I mean, I I find it hard to believe that he actually wants to do this. He's just, just because, making a lot of money. True. But, I mean, when he has to put on the motion capture suit to be Red Hulk, how, oh, he that does have to be Red Hulk because that—that is what—that—that's the reason they're bringing back Ross. By Red the way. Hulk. I recently saw a picture of Harrison Ford reuniting with the actor that played Short Round. We're getting—we're actually made... getting to a story about him later. Not exactly about what? that, but about <laughs> K-Way Kwan himself a little bit later on in the show. We're definitely going to talk about that. And apparently, that—that that was a very heartfelt reunion. And Harrison Ford just seemed very happy, and they both seemed very happy. So good for them. Yeah, love love to see it. We really do. And also, Davis, yeah. I know you're so excited for this. The first teaser trailer for, you guessed it, A Christmas Story Christmas was released. It'll be hitting HBO Max on November 17th. Does this have the Muppets in it? 
No, I believe it's just a sequel to the a Christmas Story. Who cares? What are they gonna make a Christmas Story the Easter edition? <laughs> Expanding the Christmas Story universe. Yeah. Sins of Easter past. I yeah, like that. There you go. I just. What's next up on the news, Alex? I do we need you, to talk about the Christmas story again? No, we don't. Well, this. Is, what do you mean again? We talked about it last time. No, we didn't. We went on. I went on a tangent about re readapting re- Christmas story. No, that no, that's a Christmas Carol. Oh my God, a Christmas <laughs> story is the one with the lamp. Is the one with Ralphie, and he's like, "You shoot your eye out, kid." I'm getting sad- text about my car, Alex. Did you have a sad childhood? You never watched that I never, movie? I never watched it. You never watched a Christmas story? No. Wow. Well, Davis, we've got something you might be excited about. This past week, we got two things. We got our first look at Jonathan Majors in Creed 3 and then our first trailer. Wow. Uh, Michael B. Away. Jordan is actually directing this one, so... Which is why I have little faith in it. Yeah, I'm not as as excited about it. I'll still see it, because Creed 1 and Creed 2 are awesome But the me. lack of Ryan Coogler... Yeah, at- Ryan Coogler's really the big reason why I like it, because Ryan Coogler's cool. And, I mean... We'll, we'll see. I guess, I, I know... I think the fight scenes will probably still be cool. I guess I just have a hard... I have a hard time liking these as much, because I feel like they're the same as Rocky... We're like, you know what's going to happen. Like, if he loses at the start, first he's going to he, win at hey, the end. At first one, he loses. Just like in Rocky. Oh, well, there you go. But the point is that with Rocky, they almost kind of embrace the camp where Creed, I think, takes itself more seriously to its detriment. I just like the detriment. fights. I really just like watching That's the fair. It, it is very well produced and very well choreographed. Top of the line, I would agree. Like, like if, if I want to see Michael B. Jordan be Creed chased s- by the KGB. Like, if we get to Creed 6 and it's just the same thing, I'll be like, ah, I don't care. Okay, fair Creed enough. 1 and Creed 2, boom. Plus Creed John- 3. Creed three might be breaking the breaking the camel's back. Right and hey, here. Jonathan Majors is pretty cool though. Jonathan so. Majors is awesome. Uh, first time I ever saw him was in The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Ah, probably my favorite A twenty four movie. It's pretty. Uh, the the soundtrack's pretty good. I can speak on that. that I can speak on that. Yes. I'll certainly be watching that ahead of our A twenty four episode, which apparently we may have a guest that wants to be on that show. We'll discuss that after the break. Okay. It wasn't you, Jack. It's already it's already it's already been taken. Who out. is it? Oh, I love. You got you got to tell me who these people are before we sign well, them up. Well, technically, Braden was asking about it le- last night at the uh, haunted house. I can I live with that. I can live with that. Eight twenty four is pretty cool. I, you're just asking any Larry, Moe, and Harry on the street. Uh, first of all, um, that's I mean, not. It's funnier if, you, if 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 we picture it like that. Oh, okay, Davis. All right. I'll, I'll, I didn't figure you'd let me say one of the names in the original phrase. If that's what you were going to say, I said the phrase wrong. I don't know the okay. phrase. Okay. You forget how stupid I am, Davis. Anyway, moving on. Dang, I didn't even say anything. Via The Hollywood Reporter, breaking news, a sequel to DC's Man of Steel starring Henry Cavill as Superman is officially in development, and all I got to say is- Oh, I got a joke about that. (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. on, I wrote wrote this down. I'm very excited about this, but Davis, you've got something to say. Did you hear about this Man of Steel 2? (laughs) What about it, Davis? No, no, no. I'm trying to do like a Norm MacDonald thing. Did you hear about this Man of Steel 2? (laughs) Oh, my God. Do I have to need to no, read no, no, it? I can do it. I can do it. Did you hear about this Man of Steel 2, Alex? I heard because of inflation they're going to call it Man of Iron. <laughs> what do you think I, of that? That is such a low. That is the. It's like it's supposed to be bad. Like yeah, I wrote yeah, that. I know. I, I was like I was like watching Norm Macdonald. Like, <laughs> I got it. <laughs> this is the one. I got it. I'm breaking through. The, gl- the glass ceiling has been shattered. Jack just looks dead inside over there. You he, okay there, Jack? It's fine. What, what happened, Jack? It's fine. He's been hypnotized by Imhotep. Imhotep. It's not Imhotep. Imhotep. So, but anyway, I think me and you are both excited about that movie, period. Because we t- when we did the DCU episode, Man of Steel was Black probably- Black Adam. Is I haven't it- seen it. But uh, 
spoiler alert, real quick, turn off your ears if you don't want to hear about Spoiler but, alert, uh, in effect. Do you want to hear it, Alex? I, yeah, I believe so. The post credit scene, a certain someone shows up. So that, that actually reminds me, would you like to see a awful, awful video? So uh, Yeah, the great, great form. Great, it's, a, it's a bullfrog eating a chicken. No, please. Um, bullfrog eating Iron Man, or Superman. So is Christopher is Walken he? in Black Adam? No. Pierce okay. Brosnan is. Interesting. Uh, Noah Centineo is. Okay. Um, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is. Okay, I saw him. Finally! In, I saw him in Fortnite. <laughs> he Hold is in Fortnite. Second. Yeah, I almost bought that skin. Okay, so. I, also, I have a joke about that I'd like for Alex to hear. As all well. right, so why, why don't you tell me the joke while Davis watches this video? And Davis, what we're going to do is I'm going to play this video for you, and then you're going to have, we're going to have some discourse you know, like on. Like live reaction it? Like live tweet live it? Live Danvis reaction. Well, no. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just turn off your mic while you watch it. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, why do you have it so loud? Everybody can hear. Ah! The prophecy. Uh, All right, Jack, what do you got so for me? I was me? thinking in the next movie that features Star-Lord, uh, right? I don't know if that's going to be the next Guardian. It will be. He, he's, he's in the Avengers now or what? But he's going to get a new suit, and he's going to like step out of like the like mist is going to descend, and he's going to come out and look around, and he's going to look at it and go, this is going to look awesome in Fortnite. <laughs> That'd be funny. I would actually laugh at that <laughs> no, joke. You wouldn't. You would laugh at it, and then retroactively on MCU Phase oh, no, 5 that... episode, you'd be angry. <laughs> I'd laugh at it if they posed it like Jack just did, and like an ironic, it's going to look awesome in Fortnite, not a, oh, I can't wait to play this in Fortnite way. Okay, okay, fair enough. And and in that in that same breath, Davis- Like Mummy 3 had a funny joke at the end. <laughs> oh, wait, I think I know what you're talking about. But that video you just you, I just showed you, you've seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Uh, This guy on, on Twitter, his name is- You don't need to- I don't think we need to say his name, do uh. we? I mean, if we're gonna start slandering him. No, no, no. We're not. I'm not, not gonna slander. We're gonna start just libeling him too. So this guy who is a I'm big, writing stuff down right big now. Big MCU fan, but he's also is a huge Superman fan. Posted this live reaction to the post credit scene in Black Adam when, spoiler alert, Superman makes the return. What do we think about the theater etiquette of getting up on your phone and just yelling obnoxiously during the middle of? Don't the scene? do it. Don't do it. Don't clap on a plane either. Can't do it. Because a lot Can't of people said, it. well, people like having food at movies, and now we can't have. Now we can't yell. It's all about enjoying yourself. And I'm like, what? what? They also said, this is like part of what people want in the movie experience. And I'm like, okay, yeah. But like, hypothetically speaking, there's a certain amount of decorum that goes to everything. Like, if you may, people may want to get up on the table of a fancy restaurant and start that dancing around, the, but you don't do that because that's like stupid. The guy did the backflip at Spider-Man No Way Home. Did you ever see that video? Is it the same guy? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Oh. Not that guy. Just eight. That guy, just the royal, that guy. Well, is that right? The Vosotros. I, yes. Somebody <laughs> posted in response that he got carried out like the end of Spider-Man 2 after Black Adam. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> he's, he's just a kid. He's a hero. <laughs> but I'm really excited. You have to go to us. <laughs> Joey, Joey, whatever his name Joe is. Rogan. I swear. Joey right. Fatone? That's not his name. That's, that's not the guy Joey from NSYNC. Fat- I, I saw Spider-Man on the subway. No, he's, 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 the, he's the fat guy from Longest Yard. He's also just a crazy guy that tells crazy stories on Punch. Next up. Here's my aspersion. <laughs> it's been cast. Next up, according to another Hollywood Reporter <laughs> report, the Batman spinoff films and series in the works are focused on villains. The director, Matt Reeves, is in the early stage of developing spin-off movies and series focused on Batman's rogue gallery. The villains included could be Scarecrow, Clayface, and Professor Pig. Wow. Thoughts? Professor Pig getting thrown in there. Hey, man, he was really cool in Gotham. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but what's his bit? He's like, he's a murderer and he wears a pig's head. It's kind of more, more on the grounded side. Just like a he's just like a serial like killer. Like a Jack the Ripper. He's another serial killer. As, as they Batman all, has a lot of those. Batman's got a lot in the chamber on those. <laughs> 
Hey, man, the people like Professor Pig. I, I don't really... Spider-Man has guys that turn themselves into various animal hybrids. Batman's got murderers and serial killers. Superman has... Really smart, bald guys. <laughs> Lex Luthor. Any others? Uh, who's, the, who's the guy that shoots the beams out of his eyes? He's bald. Zod? Uh, he could be bald. The guy that... Darkseid? Darkseid? <laughs> Dark, my fault. Darkseid? I knew that. <laughs> He's bald. <laughs> or maybe he just had a really good fade. We just didn't notice. Doesn't he have a mask? I no, saw him, what? I saw him rap battle Thanos one time. Oh, he no, did he's got the Omega Thanos. beams. What a yeah. mask. Terrible. He was rapping Thanos. He's made of metal, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? If you get it, you get it. That's I, all well, I'll I say. don't get it. And moving if you on, know, you know. DC BFFR. fans can rejoice because Walter Hamada, the guy behind, well, the last 10 years of not 10 years, five years of dysfunctional over at DC. He's out as the president of DC Films. Took him out back. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's, the, what's the new DC, what's the new Warner Brothers guy's name? Uh, David Zaslav or yeah. whatever. That dude's crazy. He is crazy. Took him out back. <laughs> I don't know about that one. Everybody's happy, but Zaslav still is kind of, I don't really yeah. know, about, know about that one. But I, I, anyway, Alex, so Alex saw him on the haunted bus tour. We're crazy. getting to that, Davis. We're getting to that. And then the first trailer for a film called "A Man Called Otto," starring Tom Hanks. It also stars Rachel Keller and more. The film Otto hits Octavius, theaters. Otto von Bismarck, on oh, it could January thirteenth, twenty twenty-three. The synopsis reads as follows: Patience, right. guys. A grumpy widower whose only joy comes from criticizing and judging his exasperated neighbors meets his match when a lively young family moves in next door, leading to an unexpected friendship that will turn his world upside That's just, down. That is literally just as good as it gets. I haven't seen the movie as good as, good as, good as it gets with Jack Nicholson. <laughs> but also, that's just as good as it gets, people. I. Tom Hanks has been in so many bad things lately. Top Gun. Tom Hanks. Tom. Oh, Tom. My Top fault. Gun has been so many Tom Hanks lately. <laughs> My fault. What? Stop saying that. <laughs> okay, Alex, I would like to apologize for getting that wrong. <laughs> yeah, whose who's fault could it be, Davis? That's not, you misunderstand <laughs> the phrase, Alex. I'm not going, oh, it is not your fault, Alex. It is actually mine. I'm just saying, like, my bad. My fault. Come on, Alex. Keep up. I know. I'm just messing with you, Davis. No, no. I'm going to take that one personally. Oh, my gosh. You of all people. Turn off your mic. I gotta pick up. I gotta fight you. Turn up. Wait. I gotta turn on my mic. You're gonna get beat up over there. Oh, is that right? What's the next bit of news? Well, first of all, Davis, are you excited about that movie? Because no, I'm not. I'm not excited about that movie. Tom Hanks needs to retire. A grumpy widower can only find happiness by unifying Germany in 1877. Otto von Bismarck. Yeah. A man named Otto Octavius. It's act. Yeah. It's actually just a prequel to the uh, movie awesome. just titled Otto, which is gonna come out right after Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's back again. <laughs> Also, did apparently Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out on the same day, and everyone yes. got really mad at me because they're like, oh, "You don't want to see Barbie because it's a girly movie." And I I'm will like, see I, both of them. I just want to see Oppenheimer first. I'll be seeing both of them. Yeah, like double when, uh, feature. It's like when Doom and Animal Crossing came out on the same day. <laughs> yes, definitely like that. Great, great, great response, great Alex. Retort. Look, man, it's I, a, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> According to The Verge, Warner Brothers Discovery is back at it again as the company plans to release a Lord of the Rings fellowship in its entirety as what, Davis? Go ahead and guess. Fortnite characters. A radio play. Uh, nope. Give me, give me a hint. A podcast. Um, I don't know how to even describe. A board game. An album. Something that's totally useless that only rich people have been like partaking uh, in. A white elephant. Oh yeah, that's a good one. They gave one out as a as part of the Oscar goodie bag at the last award show. 
a hoverboard? No, that's right, guys. They are releasing Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of of the Ring. Oh! In its entirety as a bunch of NFTs. I can't wait. You will soon be able to own parts of the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring, as WBD is planning to release the film in its entirety as NFTs. Heck yeah. What? I, I still don't understand NFTs. This is a lot like the whole thing. I'll see you a video. I'll see you buy a DVD There's and it has a frame of the film in it. I got Interstellar had that. I have, I have Ooh, Interstellar film. Right. Interstellar it's when he's talking. NFTs. It's when he's talking to the the, the teacher about his waist size. <laughs> you need come you on, need three, three numbers to measure. One measure oh, to write that down. Yeah. Jack, you can just bleep it it's out. in the Bible, Alex. It isn't. That's what my grandma says. The problem is, is that I ha- I'm posting these live over the airwaves, so the FCC is listening. It's no, from not. Interstellar FCC. Amen. He's not posting it live over the airwaves. He's going to edit there, that out. Slick. Anyway, uh, moving this on. This is no time for caution. This is no time for Cooper. This is no time for. Uh, yeah. The black oh, hole. Apparently, oh, he cut me off. apparently, sorry. This is not just one t- a one off. Um, Warner Brothers is planning on creating a WB movie verse of NFTs. So <laughs> I can't wait to own every single frame on a disc so I can watch all my NFTs. I can spend $48 to get the entirety of Looney Tunes back in action. It's true. What a movie that is, truly. Also, Halloween Ends, a movie that I saw, unfortunately, earned $8 million in its second weekend, an 80% decline from its domestic opening weekend. One of the worst week falls in recent movie. history. For a film that debuted at number one, they remember they remembered it was supposed to be a Halloween movie. What does that mean? They're saving. I haven't seen saving a movie, to go to next. But what week. I heard is that it's just like, oh, Jamie Lee Curtis come back and have fun, and oh wait, this is a Halloween movie. He has to Michael Myers. Has oh, to show we'll up. get into it, Davis. Don't worry, oh, we'll get into it's, it. It's it's all my. What are we watching? Also, the first trailer for Netflix's Teletubbies reboot release has been released. The series oh, yeah. is premiering November fourteenth on Netflix. Davis, I know you'll be watching. Did that. you ever want to eat one of those big Oreos they were snacking on? <laughs> I didn't watch Teletubbies. <laughs> I never watched Teletubbies. I had culture. I was watching Blue's Clues. Yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm Max not gonna cast an version is like that. Oh, Ruby we and Max. We were talking about that yesterday. Great show, but except Max was like a jerk. That's kind of the point. Yeah, I know. They're it, their parents. However, let's all agree. Ma- he, he was kind of Caillou com- was the worst show ever. Max was kind of complicated, like Tony Soprano or That's Walter true. White. Oh, right, or Sauron in season two. That's a great point. Now I was watching Blue's Clues. Bob the Builder. Would you? Would you have a meal with Sauron? Took you, if he took you out to a nice steak. Teletubbies dinner. was foreign. Can I guarantee if you anything, won't kill I'm me? more cultured. I can't guarantee it. No, I wouldn't have dinner with Sauron. You can't guarantee nobody's gonna kill you anytime. Yeah, but but <laughs> I'm yeah, which why I wouldn't go on a dinner with Stranger. Stranger Danger. Okay. Whatever. I ain't built to meet people randomly on Tinder, man. I don't know about that nonsense. <laughs> no, you mentioned Tinder. Hey, man. I mean, you know, yeah. it's on his mind. Also, what the K. Way Kwan on his acting comeback. This is the guy from. This is short round and also from everyone all at once. He said, quote, and Goonies. I've cried so much in the last six months from reading the comments or from people coming up to me. I really hope that if people are reading my story, it gives them the courage to give voice to that dream they once had. Because, of course, as Davis and I discussed during the Everything Ever All at Once episode, he was enacting in Temple of Doom and kind of fell out of Hollywood because he found that there wasn't a lot of casting opportunities for Asian men and Asian characters in general. So he then became a stunt coordinator and made his comeback with everything, everything everywhere all at once, and he was awesome. After seeing Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, is that, oh right, right, right. That, I forgot that detail of the story. And he was awesome, so I hope he's in more stuff. Put him in more movies. He's awesome. I'm going I'm I'm to watch, watch that tonight. Everything Ever All at Once? Yes. Great movie. Are you? No, we'll talk about this later. Oh, what are we talking about later? Uh, it's to Jack. Wouldn't you like to know? I actually would. Very curious. According to Deadline, the Safdie Brothers' upcoming film starring Adam Sandler is reportedly oh. set in the world of high-end card collecting. To be Halloween? It's going to be awesome. 
<laughs> Shaq's a woman in that? Yeah. It's currently in development at Netflix. High end. I'd be interested card in watching dealing. that. Hubie Halloween high end card dealing. Like sports cards. Or card Pokemon collecting. Cards. So, like, yeah, you know, like the. Like very expensive autographed cars. Oh, yeah. Mint condition. I got LeBron Lord earlier. knows he's going to lose one on like a subway train in New York City and have to go find it or something. I don't know. I lost my holographic Dwayne Wade on the L train. I That's need true. you to come help me find it. Exactly. There, awesome. there you go. That's and then Dwayne movie. Wade walks out of the shadows. He said, I'll help. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that sounds like... Dwayne Halloween Wade. is the worst movie I've ever seen. Call me Safety Brothers. I thought Hall- Halloween Ends was the worst no, movie no. I've seen. No, no. Halloween <laughs> is worse. Well, I thought earlier you what, said Jack? that you, uh, you, earlier you said the Mummy Three, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor was the worst movie you ever. There's seen. a lot Make of bad movies out there. You, okay. use hi- you use hyperbole too much. It's hard to keep track of. Yet your, another your failing of superlatives. <laughs> Alex, what a guy what's, can't drink some water. What's next up on? Nobody you know knew you were drinking if you, water. If you had your computer, you would be able to look at the news. Some of us don't have a car, Alex. What, is it in your car? No. It is at my apartment, and I couldn't make it there in time because mm-hmm. I thought we were starting at one, not one fifteen. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's more like one thirty. It's okay. Ah. Okay. Anyway, Some last don't have a car. bit of news, Davis. This is something we've talked about at length before on the show. According to Ho- the Hollywood Reporter, the Batman and the Mandalorian cinematographer Greg Frazier, Frazier, actually it's spelled the same way as Brendan Frazier, uh, he says that the Frazier volume Crane. works really well for dawn or dusk scenes, but not for midday or daytime scenes, which is why we've seen shows that have used the volume in its incorrect format and setting has looked pretty terrible. Obi-Wan. For people that don't know, is that the big TV dome they shoot inside of? Yes, essentially it's like using an LED board to substitute CGI for backgrounds, essentially, and lighting. Because we I, we have had people who have asked us to explain more volume in more detail before. But it is essentially, was revolutionized on the set of The Mandalorian and then again used in in The Batman, which looked great, by the way. Batman. And the idea is that it essentially... The Batman... Which mostly takes place in the dark or like dusk or dawn. Dusk or dawn. So that's exactly. why it looks so good. Exactly. So essentially for volume, to describe mm. it as best we can, it's to substitute having to superimpose someone on a green screen rather than you just supply a hyper-realistic background that essentially bridges the gap and also makes the job the pretty thing is that artist a little easier. When you have easier. a green screen, they just stand in front of a green screen. Yeah. And when you put it back in the lighting, because obviously like we're in a room right now, the lighting's bouncing off. Like the brown walls behind us, and there'd be a brown color like on our arm or something. So when there's you have a, the volume, there's a great video about how green screens work by Captain Disillusion. Check that oh. out. Too. Check that out. Oh, if you um, if you feel so inclined, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, that, look look into I'm, that. I'm above the law. Uh, I'm sure what, he's not here. Oh, we can't stop. Him. I would also that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the season one of The Mandalorian takes place at dusk or at night. And, and, Very interesting. Uh, they have to go find even the like some, even like their first big battle where he's trying to escape the town is like in mm-hmm. in darker. And when settings. they do Seven Samurai, that's all at night, and when they uh, hunt down that. Uh, the monster took our milk. Wait, Seven Samurai. Yeah, when they have to help the the village. Of oh the, yes, uh, yeah, farmers. right, right. And then of course with the Book of Boba Fett, who used the volume, that's mostly takes place during the day, and it suffers mightily because of it. I would say. And again, this, those bikes. Th- this is what we talked about uh, at length, where a studio just sees this really shiny piece of technology. A studio like Disney just says, "We're going to apply that everywhere because it's cheaper and efficient." At the cost of the product itself. Because the truth is, in most cases, movies should use what works best for them, not cut corners cost-wise at the expense of what the film looks like. John Favreau looking at the, what's it called? The volume. Oh, I messed up. John Favreau looking at the volume like, I got to get me one of those. And he does, in fact, get himself one of those. Oh, there you go. I don't know about that one. 
However, still, even even with all these fancy technology, no movie looks better than Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men's Chest, and that's just the way that it is. There you go. Yo, ho, ho. I was going to make a joke about... Never mind. It's not, it okay. wasn't funny. Jack, if you keep fidgeting with that, gonna, I will turn off your microphone. He's going to pull out stopped you in the past. What? He was making fun of me. That's funny. He uh, made a pointed <laughs> remark towards me. Anyway... Moving on, a lighter news segment than normal. There wasn't a lot of big stuff this week. I was kind of disappointed. Not a lot of big I discussion mean, points, I guess. Same old superhero. Bullet Train's out on Blu-ray. Oh, I still haven't seen it. So is The Bad Guys. And The Bad Guys. Starring Craig Robinson and Mark Maron. I got, oh, actually, I got a Blu-ray earlier. Which one? The Frontier Trilogy by Taylor Sheridan. We bought- Hell we- or High Water, Sicario, uh, and Wind River. That's a great trilogy. The, mo- the modern westerns in a nutshell. Bucks. 15 bucks. That's good. That's good. Oh. Well, he almost it's, did it. It's the best I can do. Fifteen bucks. It's I actually got two do. movies. I got um, Julia or Julie and Julia, which is uh, my oh, friend Anna's favorite movie about yeah, Adam Sandler plays both of them. What? It's <laughs> Jack and Jill. That's funny. Funny guy. <laughs> Alex, when Alex, don't, never mind. Never mind. Say it. Make uh, it. Make I, the joke. I stumbled. I ruined it. Just make keep the going. Joke. And the other one I got is it. the Sixth Sense, which I love. Oh, that yeah. movie. Classic. I hear both dead goodwill. people. <laughs> what? <laughs> I smell dead people. Sight is already a, a, a sense that exists. Well, it's the scene of the dead people that can read your mind. <laughs> Alex, did you... I have something for you. Something I learned recently. The Mentalist. Did you know that show's about a ghost? What? <laughs> Wait. You tricked me again, didn't you, Dave? No, it's true. He, re- he reads my... Ghosts can read minds. That's why he's such a good detective. Oh, it's not about a ghost. It... That's why he's such a good detective. The Mentalist. It's not about a ghost. It's just, Jack, it's just, would you he's just to? like Monk or Sean Spencer. But Sean was faking it. The Mentalist is for real. He's no, a ghost. No, he's not. He's just really smart. You're going to make me look this up on the air and look like an <laughs> idiot. He's a ghost, And Alex. I'm going to look it up anyway because you're stupid, Davis. Did you have any ghost read your mind last night at the spooky haunted house? No, I didn't. I was too busy trying to read your mind. You were sending cryptic messages back I don't feel like I was. I was not that cryptic. I feel da- like Davis is out here with the boys living it up saying, what are you doing today? <laughs> are you having fun? I'm I was gonna... reporting everything you said back. Oh, is that right? You, you, were like, you were like deducting. Yeah, I was, tr- I was so confused because you said, quote unquote, we're, we're on go- the way. We're going. And then you, then you hit me with the exclamation points, which I knew were not real because you never, ever would well, use you such at things. least. No, I, I knew. Jack, do I use exclamation points? Quite frequently. Well, it was kind of Need I say anymore, It was Honor. confusing for a second. However, I know that was not real because I was like, there ain't no way this man is going to use Alex such read you like a book. <laughs> we were the ones driving the bus. No, you weren't because the one who was driving the bus was dressed, was dressed like the Joker and was smoking a cigarette. It was awesome. Did you still have your Joker costume, Alex? What? No, do I didn't. You, I should. I, I, wait, I do have it. Yeah, it's back home. I can have my, I can have my parents bring no, it up I, before. I donated uh, it to a preschool. What? No, it cost <laughs> me hundred and fifty dollars. I can't donate it. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it was bad. That's a bad lot of idea. mummy. <laughs> and speaking of, Imhotep. Imhotep. This guy gets it. I think I okay. Let's do our auditions real quick for the Imhotep chanters, Jack. Imhotep. Terrible. Jack, Davis? Alex, no, I'm going Davis. last. Emotep. A little stunted. <clears throat> Emotep. Oh, that's better. That's better. It's a little slow. Emotep. Well, so not everybody, no, nobody moves with the same Emotep. beat of the drum. Emotep. Beat of the same drum. Emotep. Now, Alex, you, you lost it. You, you, you're getting cut from the Emotep squad. <laughs> oh, is ja- I think Jack should be cut first, though. I'm the only one making it. There's oh, is only that right? one. <gasps> oh, but there were so many. Emotep. There, there were so many. There's so many podcasts that are being that are being auditioned for the Imhotep Squad. Oh, is that right? 
only one of us can make it. From <laughs> we each. only get it's, one. It's like the Hunger each. Games. <laughs> I volunteer. You vol- wow, that's so that's so brave of you, Dave. Okay, Alex. Do we want to get into the mummy? I, or do we you have more news. We might. No, no, no. We might as well. We'll talk about other stuff later on in the telecast. So, the mummy, starring Brendan Fra- Fra- Fraser. 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 Got it. Fraser. I'm sorry. I keep saying Fraser, but it's Fraser. Fraser Crane. Fraser. Anyway, Gustavo Fring, it's like- Rachel Rachel Weiss, John Hanna, Arnold Vos- Voslu, Voslu, Kevin Billy J. It's actually, it's actually Billy Zane. No, it's not. Kevin J. O'Connor, who is Benny, Sandra Jonathan Hyde, who is Dr. Alan Chamberlain, Oded Fair, who is Ardith Bay. Love Ardith Bay, by Ardith the way. Bay. He's awesome. Eric Avari, who is Dr. Terrence Bay. They got the same last... Oh, wait, no, they don't spell differently. Stephen Dunham is Isaac Anderson. That's pretty much everybody there, other than a lot Bernard of Fox as Captain Winston and Patrick Vel- or Patricia Velasquez as Anaxuna Moon. Now, the film, written and directed by Stephen Summers, I did not know anything about this guy, so I looked into it, and he's mostly known for these films. A live-action Jungle Book in 1994, a film called Deep Rising, and a host of movies based on the Mark Twain books. Where's Jack going? He- he'll be back. Just give. Why-, why do you have to say anything? Well, you I'll, could have just said nothing, and nobody would have known he's gone. Well, it's it, it, people want to know. They were no, like, they're, they're not in. If there's a camera, I think that'd be a if good. If they didn't time hear to Jack, they wouldn't know where he was. Well, maybe he was just silent. Hey, man, He'll I don't be know. Back. I don't he, know. He anyway, the restroom. Adrian Biddle was the cinematographer, edited by Bob Duxie, and a very underrated score by one of the best of the 20th century, Jerry Goldsmith. I really liked the music I overall. Think, um, there's a lot of lookalikes in this movie. What do you mean, Davis? Rachel Weisz. I saw a clip from The Mummy Returns, and like she took off the mask. I thought it was Joey King. I was like, Joey King? Joey? It, it, the it, kissing booth? Like, ident- and Bullet Train. Identical. Mm. It was crazy. And then, obviously, Billy Zane is in there. <laughs> Billy, I'm gonna, we're going to post that with, our, with our episode post. Every time I saw Imhotep, Imhotep watch, walk up and go, Billy Zane! Billy Zane, and what Chris are you doing here? mad at me. He's like, stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> I can imagine Chris getting very upset about he that. He was in that. It was, I was... I was I was ex- I was exaggerating. Oh, of course, Davis. And a perfect summer blockbuster that released across the U.S. on May seventh, nineteen ninety nine. I would have seen this in and theaters. A, absolutely. And a day after the release, the studio greenlit a sequel already. So that was quick. And with a running time of one of two hours and five minutes, and on a pretty modest budget of eighty million dollars, the film grossed a solid four hundred sixteen point four million dollars. That's something I think honestly relates more to our MCU discussion than anything else. Is that. I think the absurd numbers that the MCU movies do nowadays kind of ruin the fact that $416 million for an unknown first film in a series is pretty good, by the way. I mean, when, you're only, when your only precedent is a bunch of bad monster movies in the 50s. Bad? I mean, I, Davis, I looked into it. Most of them are pretty, pretty terrible. No, I mean, no, the mummy movies. Like, literally, the, the mummy, mummy movies. The mummy with Boris Karloff? Bang most, it. Most of them are pretty bad. Dracula with... um. What's his name? Christopher Lee. No. You sure it's not Christopher Before Lee? Before that, oh. it was the. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It was the. It was like the Lithuanian guy, Latvian guy. The original. Bella Lugosi. Bella Lugosi. Really? That movie's pretty good. Van Helsing shows up. Whoa! Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Yeah, and Frankenstein. I think it's pretty good. He throws that girl in the water. Wait, he, I haven't seen this movie. Have you? Yeah. Wow, I would dude. just re- be reporting on if I hadn't seen it. You're very, you're very cultured. Did either of us? Did any of us watch the t- 2017 Mummy movie? No, with Tom Cruise. Jack, did you? Jack was actually never gone. Is Hello. It, uh, no, I did not <laughs> watch Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise's Mummy. Tom Hanks. Tom Mummy. Crom Tuz's The Mummy. Tom, what? I did not watch The Mummy. 
Also, uh, This is the Mummy was the eighth highest uh, domestic box office film in 1999, trailing classics such as Big Daddy, Tarzan, The Matrix, Toy Story 2, Austin Powers, The Sixth Sense, and Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Pretty cool. made $430 million, more than $160 million, more than anybody else behind. I would have been living at the movie theaters if I was... Yeah, 1999. I mean, crazy, just, just back slate. in the 90s, I would have been. The, I would have been like Jerry and Elaine. There was nothing else to do. That's true. Exactly. Now streaming has ruined it all. Anyway, that's a to- that's a conversation for another day, perhaps. Also, on this modest budget, the filmmakers reportedly spent 15 million of the budget on special effects alone, and I say it pays off. It, it works. They have obviously haven't aged amazing, but like for the time, this was pretty revolutionary. And especially compared to its sequel. Yeah, the Better. Scorpion King. We'll, we'll, we'll certainly get into that. Some cra- actually, I'll wait until we get to the sequel. Go ahead. Test audiences actually reacted so poorly to the film's to the film's title, which conjured up negative impressions of an old horror film, but domestic marketing president Mark Schmuger recalled that they decided we would redefine the myth with the film rather than change the title. Enthusiasm for the film was low, but what Universal- What they called it instead? The Wrapped Up Man? That's a great question, Davis. I don't know. That's a question for Mark Probably like the Schmuger. Curse of the Medjai or something. Uh, yeah, ah, yeah. that'd be a good one. But Universal took out a television second. spot for the Super Bowl that cost $1.6 million that Summers recalled immediately reversed the decision of the film's prospects. And our guy Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film a positive review, three out of four stars, saying, quote, there is hardly Mummy's a- gone wild. No, there is hardly a thing I can say in its favor except that I was cheered by nearly every minute of it. I cannot argue for the script, the direction, the acting, or even it's the mummy. Fun. But I can say that I was not bored, and sometimes I was unreasonably pleased. See, and with that, fun. no greater transition into this film, The Mummy. What a, what a zim mummy. I am zim mummy. It's just fun. Like yeah, it just has I, like Brandon watching Frazier's it. Fun. Watching it. Especially within the context of just doing the MCU episode, I mean, yes, there's a lot of flaws in it. There's some dumb jokes. There's some dumb plot points. I'll certainly say all that. But it had a soul to it, and it was fun, and it was funny, and the cast had really great chemistry, by the way. I really think they were all great. The guy who played Artith Bay, awesome. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs he, recently, up. he recently reprised, quote-unquote, his role as Artith Bay in just like a little like cameo he made. He was like in what? I'm Artith Bay. I've been I've retired. Oh, like as in he was, like he was just like he just put it online. Oh, he was just joking around. That's what you're saying as in like cameo like that's the why website. that's why I did a quote around it for you, Alex. Oh well that that really indicated uh, exactly what I was looking for. Thank you, Davis. He was in Andor. Yeah he yeah yeah he's at Artith Bay's in Andor. He he traveled to the moon of that's Andor. Crazy. Wow. I can't believe that. Well guys you you obviously watched it last <laughs> night. Called? Share some thoughts on this Andor. and on on the film <laughs> overall. Um it's awesome. Obviously, it's from it's kind of aged like a movie from 1999. All three of them have the second one. I think is the most of the three. Depends on yeah. I, mean, I, I think so. I'll 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 explain when we get to the third one. Right. But um, it's fun. Brendan Fraser, Brendan Fraser's having a good time. Car- a, he's just car- he's charismatic. He's charismatic. There's a few lines like he's not the best like. He, in he, this, he has some bad line delivery where it's just like, like he's having fun. Yeah, he, he's he's having fun. He has good comedic timing. I think he's doing a lot with a lot of the special effects. Like he's obviously fighting nothing in quite a few scenes. And dudes in really weird. Except when that when that sand's flying up in the air, that was practical. Like early, like before the face showed up, like when when he was like trying to dodge the sand, it was like shooting up in the air. That was practical. They had really? like they had like air pumps on his. Oh, that's sand. cool. That's pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, that's cool detail. Did I you think... also know? Oh, yeah, Jack. Sorry. Go ahead. I think uh, this is up there with great. I want to say great character introductions when we get introduced to Rick up there with you know the likes of 
Captain Jack sailing in on the, the fake boat of him kind of leading his French Foreign Legion type people. It really, it's a, it's a good show don't tell moment to establish what we're going to get out of Rick later in the movie. I would agree, and I really think the action set pieces are very well done. Like that first opening battle, it's huge, it's giant, yeah, it's like very it's kinetic. Not, it, it is, and it's, there's a lot going on. In it you get a lot about Benny, about Rick, about the whole thing. You even get some of the lore. I also will say, this film, this series might have mastered the prologue. I love the whole flashback story. I know it's very heavy-handed expedition to have a narrator randomly start telling a story, but I'm fine got, with once it. You, but like once it's once they get past that, it's done. Like they're not doing exactly. That they're not doing except it in the second the one film. they do. But uh, yeah, the first yeah. one like you, they knock out the exposition and then like and the rest cool. they, they got you. It's awesome. I honestly really like the exposition. And of course, obviously, we can't talk about this movie without talking about the performance of where is he, where is he again? Arnold Vosloo. He's Billy really Zane. good. No, no. He's really good though. Yeah, he's and the CG, fun. the CGI again. It hasn't aged well, but it ages well, it ages well enough. It's 1999. So he's like the rotten guy. Is he is he under there? I'm sure he's I in like a green. They're probably doing like Did motion he have to capture. Say all that? Maybe. I don't know. It's pretty good. You though, know that scene way. where he chews the beetle? Yes. They did that like a hundred takes or something because he didn't like how it looked until they got it right or something. Madness. There's like a behind the scenes where they have like the little like tracking thing on his face, so they could like put the hole in his face so he could chew on it. Interesting. What it? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, nothing. Well, I'll bring nothing? it up later. Okay, fine. I like it. the uh, the swashbuckling American adventure team. That's a good foil. They add a with lot. The guy of, with the bad eyes. They add a lot of uh, yes. That move, they 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 naturally progress the script in a way that is entertaining and believable. They're so gung ho. And also, it's pretty scary. All things considered, I mean, the horror elements that are there, like when the guy takes out his eyes and tongue, that's just uncomfortable. I got pretty scared watching it yesterday. <laughs> oh, did you, Jack? I screamed a few times. Oh, good heavens. What were you screaming about? When when the, when the he's hanging out in the sarcophagus with the mummy at the beginning and he pops <laughs> he up. Does. Jonathan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. scaring Rachel Weisz. Yes. Uh, that, Eva. That was, that was good. I really liked even Evie. that opening. I think that does a really good job of introducing your characters well, in an efficient manner. The Evie introduction where she knocks over all the bookshelves, they, only, they can only do that one time. Right, because I imagine setting right. it back up again would have been quite difficult. That's true. That's true. And it works out in the end. You want to know something else really crazy? Uh, how committed Brendan Fraser is to his role. He actually got hung. When, when the, in the hanging scene, something went wrong, and he was actually being hung there. So you can watch it, and he's like almost dying there. Well, glad he didn't. Yeah, glad he did, and that would have been totally would have been a bad movie. Yeah, but yeah, he almost <laughs> died there. Wow, you can see it. Like he's like, oh, he's not acting. Dang. Yeah, that seems to happen often. You figure maybe they should stop doing hanging scenes. Well, because like you're supposed to like use like, like even a parts hook. of the Caribbean that they're they're singing. Yeah, a pirate's life. What are they singing? That different Bro- song. What? what? Are they singing? When they're being You're about to be hung? Lift the colors high. Yes, hoist the colors high. Bro, oh, my fault, my fault. Oh, sorry, Alex. <laughs> Whose Alex, fault like to, is it, Alex, Davis? I would like to apologize for getting my past phrase wrong. So I would like to formally apologize to you. Would you sign this form for my apology, please? No, I wouldn't. Would you rather me say that every yeah, time? Yeah, actually, I would like to say that, okay. but I'll just reject you either way. Alex, I cannot believe you. What, Davis? Look, I know you're in an emotional state it's been a tough weekend, but now is not the time. <laughs> Davis, Death is only the beginning, Davis. <laughs> I'm being hung right now. <laughs> Alex is putting the noose around my neck. Oh, good lord! No, I'm not. <laughs> Alex, hello. Oh. <laughs> he didn't actually. I'm just kidding. No, thank you, Davis. Hello. It was, it was Alex. actually Nicholas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> hello, Davis. Put your neck in this rope. 
<laughs> We've got to steal the declaration. I'm doing an impression of Jack doing an impression of Nick Cage, so it's not very good. Well, you mean, you mean just Nick Cage? It, I'm Jack off, doing off, it? Yeah. Oh. I, I, I can't help it, Alex. Grow up. You sound up. like Daniel. He keeps saying that all the time Says around what? Weagle. He just goes, oh, that's my fault. I'm like, no, he says it first. No, he did. An impressionable young youth. Indeed, it's, it, seem, it, seem, it seems to I've be. I've said that for a long time. Hey, man, I don't know about that one. Alex. Davis. I think the... Char- I know my affairs. <laughs> I thought the locust was pretty scary. Yes. I know. Oh, the bugs. No, the, the, the all, beetles. All the plagues that happen are very frightening. The when, blood. When I was a kid, I could not watch this whole movie till I was like 10 because the scene where the bugs just go inside the dude's stomach and just eat him freaked me out. <laughs> you think it's going to happen to you in Mobile? Yes. There's a lot There's of some weird like bugs that. in Mobile, man. Hey, Mobile, Alabama. Or in your case, Grand Bay, Alabama. You know, you, you know, know, Jack Davis has a has a funniest. hidden has a hidden country accent. Actually, we found that out. It's uh, deep down within oh, me. Only, only a few out. episodes ago, we found that out. Well, Alex, you know, we can we can talk and talk like this the rest of the time. You know, we're in Egypt right now. Come what? on, let's 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 get on with this movie. All right, all right. Well, what do you want to talk about then, Davis? Let's see what notes I got. Go ahead, go ahead. Peruse. I said I can't believe Imhotep came back from a coincidence. Why was she reading that book? She should have had a little more discipline in reading the Book of the Dead. Well, that that persists in all three movies. The whole point is that they're just hapless explorers that un, un, awake something that they do not intend. I like the bumblingness of them. It's it it makes it an entertaining and and likable cast. They're not uppity, you know. Some archaeologists can be. That's fair. I also thought a lot. There was some really clever and funny dialogue, like. When she said, "What's a place like me doing in a girl like this?" I thought that was funny. Like it's it's it's, it's simple. So it's simple swap of phrasing, but I mean, hey man, it, it was an It was it was a, it was a good joke, and I just honestly the entire like I loved the amount of times Emotep would scream at Brendan Fraser as Rick O'Connell, and he would just scream right back at him. Pretty fun. funny, funny bit. Keep Pretty keep fun. it going. Nineteen thirty. It's just, it's just a good movie. Like I, I like. It's just it's just there's fun. Some, there's some fun little moments that it like, doesn't hang around anywhere too long. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's fast. It's fast paced enough. It doesn't. It doesn't. It uses all of its runtime perfectly. I there is a moment in the movie I mentioned to you before this, Alex. But when Imhotep takes that guy's eyes and tongue, you may notice that before he takes his eyes, the guy loses his glasses and he is unable to see very well, like at all. And it sets up the fact that Imhotep taking the eyes mistakes uh, Evie for Anaxune Moon. That is a detail I never thought about. Because he cannot see well because of that. That's crazy. I think it would have been funny if he had to wear glasses the rest of the movie. But <laughs> Ooh, mummy glasses. Think about that. Mummy glasses? I mean, this Alex, what does a mummy do to you after it kills you? Uh, or after, what does a mummy do to you if it catches you, rather? I'm pretty sure it absorbs my life force. And turns you into a mummy. No, you added that. I think it turns you into a so mummy. So the Magi, <laughs> love what, the Magi. Were they yeah, in were the they, right? What were they up doing? What were they doing? They were there. They were there to keep the keep uh, Imhotep locked up. Job, no, they did didn't. They? What do you mean? Were they in the right? Oh, because technically, I, I mean, mean, they weren't. They left. They said, "Leave or die." I mean, they left. <laughs> yeah, they, said they chose to leave. I I do think the Magi do, uh, plot device never really works well in. They've used it in all three movies where they use a, my job is to guard this thing, and they should never guard it very well. Like, in this case, like, they, why are they not stationed at the place? You know what I mean? Like, why would they I not mean, be not there? It's not like there's a Wendy's there. It's not a great place to live. Well, yeah, but they live in the desert for all we know. They're desert tribes. Hmm. So, like, why not just be stationed there? Like, why do they always have to keep running in in case anybody gets there? They're, all, they're always behind people, hmm. catching up. But, like, why don't they just use cars? Hamonoptera. 
cars. It was a joke, Alex. It was not a very good one, Davis. Uh, Brennan Fraser ends up being a Magi. Yes, that, Some, that, somehow. That that you know. He gets the symbol, so he can finally go to the craft services table. That's true. <laughs> I hate the second one. Um, he hates the second one. Alex loves the third one, though. What? No. Jet Li's in it. That might have been the only good part for two and seconds. And Michelle Yeoh's in it. And that might have been the only good part for two seconds. And there's a mummy battle. A mummy battle? We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. I guess I, this one, again, it's just, it's just a lot of fun. Honestly, not to say this is the turn-off-your-brain movie because Davis and I do resent such ideas, but there are there are a lot of things like, for example, they open up the sarcophagus and like they, they get the sarcophagus, they open it, and then the warden guy dies from bugs, and they just leave it, and they go back to it the next day. And it's like, why'd y'all just leave it behind? Like, it just the scene just abruptly kind of ends. And that happens a few times where it's, like, clearly trying to stretch the story so they don't do everything in one spot, which I get. It is, it is a pretty contained, simple story, but still. <laughs> I think it's pretty silly that they got the Book of the Dead from that guy just sleeping with it in his arms. Yeah, that was... Why would he put it in a box? That's a great question. <laughs> But again, the reason this movie works so well is because all the action scenes are great. Like the yeah. car chase. There's one point where this plane where he throws the guy off the car and he hits a tele uh, telephone pole. What plane? When the when she kisses Billy Zane, so he stops chasing. With oh the face yeah, yeah. Sand. And Winston, when, I didn't know Winston died when I was younger. I was he like, oh, he's just he's just asleep. There. But then yeah, you know. <laughs> Look, man, young Alex did not know how to process these movies, and we'll the, certainly get to that the later red on. Bullets in Star Wars just make you sleepy. That's true. They do. Who's that? There's someone. Uh, it's Trey. Trey. Ah, here. there you go. Awesome. Well, are there any final thoughts before we move on from the mummy? Again, there's not gonna be Would a lot. I thought you the don't cat, have to rate the it. Cat part was good. Oh yeah, the cat parts were that's, very. That's funny. a legendary. Who's scared of cats? Uh, ah! <laughs> that's what he does. Ah! <laughs> I love. That's a great guy. <laughs> That's a great gif if you I can. I wish I had a photo of what Alex just did. It's a great gif if you can dig that up of Brendan. Dude, so I need to do it again? Of no, Brendan holding up don't. the cat. Ah! Ah! Uh, what are you rating this one, Alex? I won't ask Jack. Why not? <laughs> Alex, or Jack, what are you going to rate this one? I'm going to rate this one a thumbs up. Boom! There you go. I think that's a fair rating. I've started to come around. You know, to Davis, I'm going to rate mine a 7.25. What is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, no. I'm gonna rate one at seven point three one 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 repeating. <laughs> Jack pointed out that I was in the right for that. I know, one. and I, I apologize. <laughs> Alex, I would like he to said, fully extend. He said apologize. my fault. <laughs> oh, Alex, oh Alex, <laughs> I'm gonna murder you. <laughs> I'm gonna take your eyes and your tongue and turn you into a mummy. Bet you'd like my tongue, it, wouldn't you? What? Immortal. <laughs> I guess one. So we're I, all the. I give it a seven. I'll give it an eight. Were all the sure. the biblical plagues covered? I mean, um, the babies weren't. They killed. didn't kill any force burned. I mean, it, they said it was only ten, and force there's not burned. there's not ten plagues. Or wait, no, they said there was ten, but there weren't ten total. There, there were was frogs. More. There was blood. Were there frogs? Wait, in the where movie? were there frogs? Frogs, locust blood. Was there famine one? There was leprosy. Leprosy. Emotive. Meteors fell from the sky at one point. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that, that so that's one of them. We're going to look up the 10 plagues right now. Davis, is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'll check it. All right. Bible so. plagues. Bible the blood plagues. was in it. Blood, blood was in it. That was a good one. Classic. The 10 plagues. Okay. Water turns to blood. Got it. Amphibians. I think that happened. Lice or gnats. So bugs. That would have been uh, flies. Oh, they, they flew into the window. It was all those, the the black bugs. Oh, looked, yeah, the ones that he like he like uh, that, let out of his mouth. That looked yeah. terrible. Yeah. Classic. That did not, it did not look great. Oh, Pharaoh. It? Indeed. What will, will you learn? Pharaoh. 
I so I always thought he was a pharaoh. But God it, hardened his heart, Alex. He's the high priest, you know. He couldn't change his mind. I will say one of my I favorite didn't even moments. Read all the plagues. One of my favorite Sorry, moments was, was towards on. livestock, livestock, Bo- uh, boils, boils like, with hail, the fire and hail. The Locusts. fire, fire and hail were there. Darkness, darkness. It was did there. get dark. Death of firstborn. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I saw. Is Benny a firstborn? Because that that would be. I will say one of my favorite uh, scenes to come out of this movie is when Benny uh, is escaping with the treasure, and then he looks back and he like it almost misdirects you to think that he's going to go back in to save him, but he actually just goes back in to get more treasure. I like that. It's simple. It's effective. Benny's it's- a coward. That's why he has all the the different necklaces for the different religions. Wait, wait. Say that again. Sorry, and you say I get distracted. Is, sorry, say it again. Benny has all the necklaces for the different religions to show. Oh he's a yeah, coward. I like I, I I like that detail as well. Anyway, I, I I'll give it a seven point five. How about I that? I give it an eight. I, I had fun with it. Seven point five, two and eight. Let's say 7. a seven point seven for all of the plagues that were found in the movie. There you go. I don't know about that one. No, I don't know about that one. But Thumbs the up. Mummy, good movie. Thumbs up. Exciting, fun movie. It's a good action movie. That that like you're getting the '90s action blockbuster. Enjoy it. It's very rewatchable. Bob, it is very rewatch- like it like it doesn't really get old, honestly. Uh, that because uh, I've seen it about a billion times. It it's not like, like the story has very many surprises. Exactly. So the twists are not wasted, like a certain Iron Man three movie that we talked about. But on to boom, <clears throat> the Mummy Returns, starring pretty much the same cast, along with Freddie both as Alex O'Connell and Alun Armstrong as Baltus Fez, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as Matthias of Akkad or the Scorpion King. Adewale Akinoye Agbaje as Lakna. He He's was in Mr. Thor Echo from Lost, and he was in Thor: The Dark World as well. Really? Yeah, he was. Uh, he was the cursed guy. Hmm. And then Sean Parks as Izzy Buttons and Bruce Billy Byron Zane. as Red Willets. And then, of course, there's the whole group and Aharon Ipale as Pharaoh Seti. Written and directed once again by Stephen Summers. Adrian Biddle and Bob Duxay as cinematographer and editor again. And Alvin Silvestri was hired to compose the score, but I really think it lacked a lot of his creativity. For those who don't know, Silvestri did the Back to the Future soundtrack, and I think this one was a lot was lacking, one, his charm and creativity, because it kind of just replayed the main theme over and over again. The main theme was pretty good, in my opinion, but still kind of just redundant and repetitive, almost like more Marvel early Phase 1 and Phase 2 Marvel movies, is how I would describe that. He released almost two years to the day on May 4th, 2001. A bit longer with a running time of two hours and nine minutes and on a larger budget of $98 million, likely accounting for a larger cast, The Rock, and bigger contracts for Weiss and Fraser. The Mummy Returns was a solid entry of the box office, grossing $435 million during its theatrical run. And now, guys, how do we think Roger Ebert? What do we think he had to say about this movie? Any 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 guesses? Any I think thoughts? he gave it a sure two out of four, it. and he was very ironic and mean. Ironic, cool, even. Well, let's say let, let, he did in fact give it two out of four stars, saying the mistake of the Mummy Returns is to abandon the characters and use the plot only as a clothesline for special effects and action sequences. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I f- totally agree with that. That is a good metaphor. I don't know if it's applicable to this film. Yeah, like I don't know if it totally like it abandons the characters. If the characters were totally the heart of the original as if it wasn't a lot of big set pieces too i do think that rachel weiss and brendan frazier are equally as good in this movie as they were in the previous one they just got good chemistry that's good casting whoever cast them two together thumbs up for me on that one so what do you guys think about this one in comparison to its sequel or to the original it's kind of doing all the same things as the original but then it's adding like a reincarnation plot that rachel weiss is actually an oxygen moon's sister from 
thousand years ago. Which kind of doing that. You ever which, seen the meme? If that's the case, then said a meme. Sorry, go ahead. You ever seen that meme where it's the Pharaoh, but he's a white guy? Oh yeah. Oh yes, the book. It's just the movie's just doing this. Yeah, not Pretty not. Funny. Third one kind of does that too. It does. In a manner of speaking, we'll get to it. Retroactively making her um, a former person is, especially the daughter of the Pharaoh. I don't really, I don't really like that storyline at I can, all. I, guess, I don't. I also think this movie is a lot sloppier. Like, there's a lot of just bad cuts and edits and costume shit. Like when they're on the dirigible and they're getting chased by the water, the the thing gets soaked three times and none of them are even like a dri- a drop of water wet, like at all. Maybe the wind's blowing really hard. I'm just saying, Davis. You you know you know you. Know. I'm just saying. You know. But I mean, what what else, what else do we have to say about this one? Again, I think it just it has a lot of sequel syndrome issues, like yes. a lot of like the oh his face is in the sand last time and now it's in the water because yeah, see we've upgraded. Like no, I also think the idea that they would not when taking Alex because so for this for those who haven't seen this movie and want a little bit more detail, so this one essentially follows first prologue about the Rock, which is. A great prologue, except The it's Rock just like his first movie. The Rock is just first. like this. The whole pro- he's like, no, people can't see that, Alex. He's okay. I, is he's it squinting is, his eyes? He's like this. <laughs> no, he didn't do that. Finally, it's honestly- I'm in the Mummy Returns. <laughs> Shut up, Scorpion. <laughs> I don't know. But Shut like, up, Imhotep. He's just like grimacing and whatnot the whole time, and it's terrible. <laughs> and honestly, it makes no sense because, like, oh well. The Scorpion King was a great warrior. Had a seven-year campaign, and then he just lost. Yeah, but what? That's what happens. People lose. Alex. The Patriots were a great team, and then they lost. <laughs> Alexander the Great was a great conqueror until he lost. He died. He didn't lose. Well, it sounds like losing. Did to he me, die of like sickness, though? I don't know. Anyway, sounds I don't know. like he lost. I don't know these. He's things not living on. anymore. Whatever you say, Davis. Whatever you say, but. I, I really don't like that intro as much as the first one, or even as the third one. And then moving on with it, essentially they're digging that up, and they have a son now. Evie and Rick have a son, Alex, and he is kidnapped because he has the Put key the to unlocking. On. The bracelet that's the key to unlocking the Scorpion King's tomb and allowing Emotep, who's been reincarnated and found again, th- this time by a reincarnated... Somehow, uh, Emotep has returned. Like, why? How is he coming back? I didn't, yeah, even, I thought, I didn't I, even think about like I why. Thought is he they, I thought they killed him because um, the god Anubis sapped his immortality from him. What? Because that's how the end of the. That's what happens at the end of the movies. He's he's no longer mortal, and they kill him. Weird. He returns though. But he returns. Somehow. Not a big fan of that. But hey, Arnold Vosloo is pretty cool. So Billy Zane, you mean? But, uh, stop, Davis. Don't be, don't be, don't be so, don't be so crass. Um. Anyway. Oh, I, my apologies. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Alex is Alex is trying to change me. Alex well, won't let me be myself. They say you can't teach teach an old dog new tricks, but hopefully that's wrong. <laughs> don't revolve, evolve. Alex's gonna shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> so like many murder yellow. jokes today. Just felt like it's it's Halloween. Not yet. It's October. Oh, it is. It is the spookiest of seasons. So, <laughs> what's the spookiest thing Alex has ever been on is that bus tour? With We're the getting Joker. there, Davis. We're getting Ooh. there. We're getting on there. On your right is a haunted maze. I mean, they were driving 60 miles an hour, but you know. It's, it's really? Cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. On your, oh, sorry, go on. Can't wait to hear about this bus tour. We're, we're going to talk about it at the end. I bet it was a lot like the train that they rode on in The Mummy 2. Oh, too. yeah. Oh, there you go. And they, they go, wait, wait to they're gone. Back. So, Jack, or, so not Jack, Alex has been kidnapped, and Alex. they have to go after him <laughs> in t- and get oh. to to a monster or whatever? I don't know. 
which I believe is the Oasis. I don't remember any of these people's names. Yeah, there's a, whole, there's a lot of names in here. And it's just, it has a lot of, what if we just replay a lot of the same bits, a lot of the same action set pieces? Like, what if, oh, what if we opened up and Emotep saps people's, uh, like, life force again? Like, they, they do that scene over and over again, and it's like, it doesn't hit as hard as the first time, because the first time was really scary, and now it's just like, he's just doing we've it. We've seen it. And again, how was he back? That's a great question. Don't really know. Don't really know why. What I wrote down for this. And what's up? I'm seeing what I wrote down for this. <laughs> go go ahead and go ahead and read through some of that if if you feel so inclined, Davis. Mm-hmm. Got anything for us? I will say. Emotep looks like Billy Zane. I wrote. <laughs> <laughs> I did write that. This is such it has built awful, Zane. a profound re- revelation. Pharaoh and girls fighting scene looked like Sax Baron Cohen. Obviously, he's supposed to be Sasha Baron Cohen. So, I will say, so that reminds me of a <laughs> fight scene. There's a lot scene. of lookalikes. So, there are some Pretty really whimsical, just, I wrote. The, the fight scene between, at the beginning where they're in the O'Connell's house and Evie like has these sudden fighting powers that she's only just now discovered, there are some awful cuts like where you see her do the same thing twice. It's a really poorly cut together scene, which is kind of disappointing because the first movie had such great action set pieces. And then, let's get to what everybody knows this movie for. What some people call the worst CGI ever put to film, Dwayne the Rock Johnson as the Scorpion King. I'll say this. Finally! Hot take, maybe, maybe a lukewarm take, depending on who you ask. The CGI itself, I don't think is that bad compared to the rest of the movie. The problem is two things. One, the problem is it's hyped up to be the rock. Like, you know, it's this big reveal, and the reveal is not land, right? Like when they were when remember the reveal to Davy Jones? I hate to keep referencing that, but like it shows his feet. And he marches up, and then you see him, and it's worth it. Like, it's Do not like it disappoints. Oh, death. Exactly. Exactly. So you got that. And then number two, I think it's the fact that it's an attempt to make a humanoid CGI, which is all, like, the reason the mummy looks good is because it's not a reference to anything. It just it's looks like nothing. But there is, a, there is a scene when he absorbs the first person, and it looks like a, a half person, and it looks terrible in this movie, by the way. So the fact that it's a, like... CGI recreation of The Rock. Like, why not just make The Rock a really powerful emotep? I realized they didn't want to have just two really buff, bald dudes going at it or whatever. That would have been awesome. But that would have been like Vin Diesel and The Rock in another movie. But anyway, moving on. We'll be talking about those in April. I bet you're so excited. Oh, God. Family. (laughs) One last one. I didn't even know what you were Uh, talking about. uh, What movies could that be? But, like, it's not that bad in the context of the movie. I think it's just the fact that they tried to go humanoid and it looks so terrible. And, of course, the fact that, like, why do you have to be turned into a scorpion, half human? Like, why could he just been a really king. large dude? He could have been you... a really large scorpion. That's true. True. Like, abandon it entirely. Did you know? He could have been the part gorilla part scorpion from Spy Kids 2. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. Um, did you know that there's two Scorpion King movies? Oh, I've seen the first. Oh, no, there's actually four. There's four. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was two. I was Ladies like, wow, and gentlemen, two of these let things. me take you into the lore of the Scorpion King series right now. We're going to go down the line here. And Davis, you're going to be very excited is about Billy it. Zane in them. No way, Billy <laughs> Zane is in them. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's go. You down. better be. You, if you're messing with me, I'm going to jump over this table. I am not. So let's go, let's see the films you've got. We're going to pull. Oh my gosh! With the, the there are five of them. When's the fifth one? So the fifth one's already come out. There's a untitled reboot that is TBA. So <laughs> the first one who's is got, who's got dirt on these movie. Studios right, no, to keep making listen, Scorpion listen. King movies. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So the first one is, of course, the one with The Rock that is totally unrelated to the prologue, by the way, because in it, The Rock is the good guy. So like, I like the, Black Adam. I don't even remember what the prologue was about. The prologue is about him being an evil conqueror that wants to take over the world. Finally, 
and then and then the movie itself. It also has Kelly Hughes, Stephen Brand, and Michael Clark Duncan. Oh, That's, really? He's actually pretty. He's pretty good, and I'll give him that. So then we skip ahead two years to Russell Murphy's The Scorpion King Two: Rise of a Warrior. Is it rock is a, in it? it um, it is a prequel to the first Scorpion King what? film, and itself a prequel to the 1999 film The Mummy, and it stars. You've got Michael Copen as Matthias, who? Karen Karen David. I don't even know who these people are. Simon Quarterman. I don't even know who that is. Tom <laughs> Wu, Andreas Wisniewski. What? Fake, fake people. Randy Couture. <gasps> I, don't know, I don't know who that is. He's a he's a person. Um, really? Thank you. He, he's a UFC fighter. And oh. then the Scorpion King 3, a direct-to-video sword and sorcery action adventure film, Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption, a 2012 release, 10 years after the original film. And you guessed it, it stars Victor Webster as Matthias, Boston Christopher as Olaf, Tamora, Mer- or Tamora, Tamora Morrison as King Ramusman, Dave Bautista as Agramel. Billy Zane as oh! King Talos. He's in Motel. <laughs> and Ron Perlman as Horace. Hellboy's in it? Yeah. <laughs> Would no you like way. to see the poster? Yes. This poster is one of the worst things I think I've ever seen. Scorpion King 3, Battle for Redemption. Look at Billy Zane. <laughs> Billy Zane with a bad wig, by he's the way. Do- he's, <laughs> he's doing the dog face. <laughs> Ron Perlman does look like a dog. <laughs> All right, give me that on computer. I want to go to the next one. Ron Perlman. His brother, Howard. No, Ron Howard. That's a different guy. Ron <laughs> Howard's a different guy. His brother, Howard Stern. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a different guy. It's a different what? guy. His brother, and Fraser guys, Cran- Oh, wrong guy. The Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power, a direct-to-video sword and sorcery action adventure film released in 2015 with an amazing cast. Fixter Webster again is back. Will Kemp. I don't even know who that is. Barry Bostwick. Who is that? Michael Bean, Barry Bob, I think M. Emmett Walsh, Eve Tor, what the? And don't forget the most important person of all guys, Lou Ferrigno. No way. <laughs> <laughs> this. Also, Antonio Silva, as in the UFC fighter. What are you Seems looking up, Davis? Theme. That's Anthony. Oh, it's a different guy. Anderson wow. Silva's who I was thinking of, not Anthony. Oh yeah, so that maybe that maybe that's like his long lost. Who knows? And then obviously, guys, the Scorpion King five or five Book of Souls, which has is the final installment in the original series and a sequel to the fourth one. It has just nobody that I even know in this movie. It's just just great posters all around for these <laughs> floating head alert everywhere. Great poster. Great poster. Roy Big Country Nelson. They have a nickname for someone on the poster. Which wait, which one was that? Uh, Scorpion King 4. Lou Ferrigno, Victor Webster, Roy Big Country Nelson, and Royce Gracie. Big and it country. got a 3.4 out of 5 on Voodoo. Can you believe that? As if, as if you can trust the Voodoo. 4.1 out of 10. you voting could impact that. <laughs> Matthias is framed for the murder of the King Norvania. And he and his allies have to stop the evil heir from finding a mythical power. That sounds just like... Like the, the, the lost hero trope, what is it called? The hero's journey? Yeah, the hero's journey. They just described that. I just remember what I was going to complain about in The Mummy Returns before we move on. Go ahead. Um, it's the fact that, you know, so Alex is kidnapped and he keeps Alex. leaving these maps to other places. But, like, would they not notice the sandcastle location? Why didn't he just write down, I'm going here? Because I guess that would have been more obvious. It but I've up for the third one <laughs> when he does the divided by sign. That's true. I don't remember that. 
when I watched the movie. When he's we'll, about we'll to get there. Okay. We will get there. But I like I don't understand Remind, like don't how that. they took him and they're like, oh, this totally <laughs> non non um like totally just saying castle. He's just having fun. It might be the place we're going next, but like fine. They're like it's just why? Why like why wouldn't they notice that? Just right just we're lazy. going here. That well they notice that. How can they read English? They speak English. They speak ancient Egyptian. But they also speak English. Oh, they do. You're right. You're right. I forgot. What? He's mostly speaking ancient Egyptian most of the time. I yeah, thought. but but like his Are they follow- reincarnated? His followers. Are those people reincarnated too? No, it's just an so- Aksuna Moon and uh, Are you what's sure? Her face? And the curator. Who, by the way- And uh, the curator. By the way, fun fact, um, no, uh, uh, Rachel Weiss, it was going to be Nefer- Nefertiti, but then they're like, they're going to make a joke about that, so we're going to make it Nefertiri. Interesting. Anyway, but the curator's not reincarnated. Yeah, he is. No, he's not. I'm pretty sure he is. No, he's not. Okay. <laughs> okay. The train's reincarnated, too. <laughs> From where, Davis? The ancient Egyptian train. Oh, the ancient Egyptian. They have, they, the, the pyramids are actually roller coasters. They go up <laughs> and down. <laughs> when, the, when the aliens built the pyramids, they left a train behind. Is that it? No, Alex. That's not what I'm saying. Oh, that aliens did not build the pyramids. Bigfoot did. <laughs> okay, and on that note, <laughs> I Mothman mean, man helped too. Any el- I mean, is there anything else there. to say about this movie that's just? I didn't hate it. It's just I give it like a. I mean, like the costumes six. are appealing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Costume department. Yeah. Production value did not dip. We'll say that. Like it's very creative. It's just that I feel like there's a lot of retreading, a lot of yes. low bar jokes. Like, I feel like it's just a lot of the same stuff over. There's not a lot of new things. I think the one again fun thing is. Like when I was killed, I was like, "Oh my gosh, they killed Evelyn!" But like, it was pretty transparent that she's come back. She can't die. And I think, I think again, the fact that like, even though, even though Hamanopter got annihilated in the first movie, they're able just to keep on digging to find it again. Like what? what? Also, the Magi went from like twelve people in the first movie to like twelve thousand. There's a lot of Magi. They were just too busy getting lost in the desert. No Magi, no service. <laughs> so true. So how are we gonna rate this one, guys? Because I feel like there's not not six. a lot to say here. I'm gonna say a six. I'll give it a thumbs up. Wow, really? I mean, yeah. I enjoyed it. I didn't hate it all the way through or anything. I'll give it I'll give it a five and a half. Great. All right. There you go. So with that in mind, let's we, move on we to leap forward in time. We do indeed to a movie that makes me so upset. The Mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor, Brendan Fraser back as Rick O'Connell, Jet Li as Han, the Dragon Emperor. Mar- Mario Bello replacing Rachel Weiss as Evelyn Carnahan dash O'Connell. John Hanna's back as Jonathan. Cool Russell Wong as Alex. As <laughs> Alden as, Hollenreich. As General <laughs> Alden Ming, Ming Gua. Liam Cunningham as Mad Dog McGuire. Luke Ford as Alex Rupert or Alexander Rupert. Alex O'Connell. He's so terrible. Um, Isabella Leong as Lin. Michelle Yeoh as Ziwan. Anthony Wong as General Yang, and that's pretty much everybody that's worth mentioning. Directed by Rob Cohen, he directed the action films The Fast and the Furious and XXX, as well as doing, more recently, The Boy Next Door and Hurricane Heist. However, my personal favorites, he did Dragonheart and Daylight in the same year, which Daylight is a movie where Sylvester Stallone and a bunch of people are trapped in a tunnel, tunnel and it's awesome. A lot, a lot, very, very, very freaky movie. A lot of people die. Very sad. Anyway. Don't get trapped in the tunnel. Also, written by the duo of Alfred Goh and Miles Miller, and their credits include Lethal Weapon 4, Shanghai Noon, Shanghai Nights, Spider-Man 2. Really? Apparently. Herbie Fully Loaded, Hannah Montana the movie, and I Am Number 4. Herbie Fully Loaded, great. Herbie Fully Loaded, great movie. Great Michael Keaton performance. Herbie's on the fence! (laughs) Herbie's on the fence! 
I forget Michael Keaton. There, there is that era where Michael, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton had that where like guys. I know my hair went white and I'm bald like two years ago, but I'm just gonna keep dyeing it like really bad chocolate brown for like a ten year. He has period. a goatee. He does, and it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> is it not terrible, Jack? You no, no, it, Alex, what's a goatee? I make a joke. I don't know. Uh, oh, he did it! He did it! <laughs> I dare anybody listening to just go up to a random person going, "Hey, what's a goatee?" And if they don't touch their face, you have to give them a dollar. But what if I just like did like that and didn't touch my face? It's still the I feel like just the act of going towards your the act face. Of going towards face. Well, it's like Jack, it's like a, it's like imagine this is a face and it's oh my god. I don't think approaching strangers and provisioning a bet where they don't know the stakes is not a good way you to, to bilk you, one dollar out of people. Your life is taken. <laughs> That's pretty good, Davis. So what is this no, movie called? The Mummy? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Okay. You're always doing a really good job of redirecting us back to back to the talking points, I'm Jack. a professional. Thanks you, for tossing that in there, Alex. What? No. What, Davis? <laughs> uh, a little late so of a start called? for the, the mummy? film with a July 24th, 2008 oh, release in Moscow. It, it released in Moscow first and then in the U.S. on August 1st. Really short at an hour and 52 minutes compared to the previous two. And on the largest budget of the series with $145 million, really? it had the worst box office yield of the three at 403 This might have the highest dragon dollars. budget of any movie. That's true. Now, what do we think Roger Ebert had to say? One, uh, one star. I hated this. The Roger, dragon didn't make sense. Roger Ebert of the Chicago Sun-Times gave the film a positive review, awarding what? it- Three stars out of no, four. No, no, he did not. Remarking, no, 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 no. Remarking. Was, whoa, wait, when did this release? 2008. I think it's 2007, was it not? No, it's 2008. Was, Roger still, was he still alive for this? I mean, yeah. How did he think he wrote this review, Davis? People still write Ebert He died reviews. in 2011, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. Talking about that. Say you're sorry. Say, Say my it. fault. Say it. Say Three it. years off is not that. <laughs> we didn't like, make that a sound effect. Why do you want everything to be a sound effect? I don't want everything to be a sound effect, but there's some good stuff out there. You do you do great on Twitter, Alex. What did Roger say? Rot, thank you, Jack. Roger said, quote, Now, why did I like this movie? It was just plain dumb fun is why. Also stated that it is the best in the series. Hmm. Uh-oh, Roger. I don't know about that one. After the film was released, actress Maria Bello stated that another Mummy film will be absolutely be made, and she'd already signed on. Actor Luke Ford was signed on for three more films as well. However, in 2012, Universal Pictures canceled the film and was instead working on a reboot titled The Mummy. Another reboot, inside of a reboot, awesome. inside of a reboot. This movie, bad. Recasting Rachel Weisz for Maria Bello. If you can get Rachel Weisz back, maybe you just don't do the movie. This was also part of the she era died. of just redoing a bunch. Like, they did, this was a legacy sequel. They did, like, the reboots of Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street and, like, those. Scream 4. This was all, like, a time where everyone's like, what if we did the stuff we did 10 years ago, but now. newer and worse? The recession really hit everybody hard. <laughs> that writer's strike the did cre- a number the cre- on the creative, the creative recession was not great. This was the storage wars of movies. That's true. What is yep. that? Yep. <laughs> I love that guy. Of course you would. What? Anyway. You know he beats... I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. I was making that up. <laughs> there you go. I didn't finish it was... just so I can't get in trouble. I didn't finish what I said. Well, I hope I hope you would not. So this movie, I really didn't like it. Though I will say, best prologue of the three movies. It's pretty good. Which they turned into mud. Yeah. That was crazy. That was, that was like... And he gets set on fire. That's where the terracotta army came from. That's what it said. Oh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I know that. 
Come on. I thought you mean like the actual terracotta. Yes, Alex. The real actual terracotta army came from this. I was from like, the what? curse of the dragon emperor. Uh, no, the tomb of the dragon emperor. Well, they turned Which, into by that the way, because of a curse. Dragon emperor is such like a loose like throw in there for like, hey guys, it's fun because it sounds better than just the tomb of the emperor. But like, he's not the dra- he's just an emperor. Like, well, he not- is a dragon. Emperor. I mean, he turns into one at the end. Yeah, I think that's what they were setting. That's the only out- setup for him turning into a dragon is that it's in the title. He figured out what he was called. They, there's no there's no moments where he's like burp, he like burps out fire. He's like, sorry guys, I haven't turned into a dragon in a while. I haven't I, collected gold in a while. <laughs> I, I, also need, I need just, some fresh gold to snack on. I do not like this movie gold. at all. They do eat gold. You guys seem to <laughs> you guys had more favorable things to say I than I did. We watched it as a group, but it was not good. Like it's just, I like first of all you can there's tell a mummy v mummy battle. You can tell the lack of what? <laughs> oh wait, yes, okay. You can tell that the lack of Steven Summers writing honestly made it just feel different. Like the humor is a lot lower bar, like Jonathan being set on fire or the amount of jokes about that about the amount of times they're measuring their guns like, "Oh, it's just all sex jokes." Like it's like, "No, stamina's what counts now, dad." Like, "What? Why?" Uh, yes. The Yetis were there, too. The fire, yeah, the fire butt thing was not funny. Yeah, like, the, it's not about size, Dad, it's about stamina. Then that joke is followed up by, it's experience that wins the day. It's not all about firepower. Oh like, really? Really? That's, like, that, that's and beyond the next burying scene, the Brenda joke. Brenda Fraser dies. You know how you talk to your dad? <laughs> I, I... Oh, yeah, Dad, I have sex. <laughs> I don't know about you. Yeah, she was like, I have, like, he was, like, to his mom, point blank, I have plenty of experience with the opposite sex, Mom, and it was like... I would not be not be talking about my that with my any dad stand, and any, I and my brother relative. all watch the boys and none of us talk about it. We watch it separately in different rooms and we don't talk about it. Toxic masculinity. What? What? Flames another. <laughs> what? You can't so watch. You can't watch the boys with your bros. You won't believe the things Chris and I have watched so together. The be- you will not <laughs> see the beginning of this film. I I. Uh, when it goes from the prologue's pretty good. I mean, it's like an interesting story. They turn it to I, the, I, the I like I like it. I like it. But when the terracotta head turns into Brendan, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that transition was wild. This takes a turn because I said, uh, oh, this Brendan's definitely going to be doing something mundane. <laughs> he was. <laughs> and then he's trout fishing. Fly fishing. For a trout. <laughs> he was trying to catch himself a fly. <laughs> I thought the one, the one honestly. You got to use really small bait for that. I was convinced that uh, the one on his neck was an actual just blooper. They're like, we're going to keep it in there. Why not? I don't know though, but that that I, that was kind of funny. However, then um, the "I'm a completely different person" is b- bad joke. Don't call attention to the fact that she's different. We're all already mad about it. I think you kind of just have to go they on. They could have done the. They could have done the. Uh, Dave's uh, out here sending the Iron Snapchats Man too. The I'm show. not sending Snapchats. I was on Instagram. Uh, it's a little bit better if you think about it. Anyway, um, it, it could just do the Iron Man thing. He's like, "I'm here. Get over it." Oh my gosh, that that was better. I like yeah. that better. That was kind of funny, but no, like I'm a completely different person with joy. No, bad. Kind of. I also just really think that again, no, no, a lot no. of the movie dialogue-wise, in the previous two, I hung on the fact that Brandon Fraser and Fraser and Rachel Weisz have really good chemistry, and I don't think Maria Bello and Brandon Fraser have that. Would you agree? Because I mean, they, they don't really. No, they don't. They don't. Have and also, any. their son has a disappearing accent. Really? He's British in the second movie. He is. And then this one, like, halfway through, he's like, oh, wait, I need a British accent. And he's, like, doing a half a thing. He kind of looks like Cole Sprouse, too. Alden Ehrenreich and Cole Sprouse. That's honestly, that's as pretty good of a compare. I, I, I get it that. It looks like Chris Pratt in the beginning when he has stubble, when he's speaking bad Chinese. He, he does. <laughs> Noodle soup Chinese. again. 
<laughs> French onion ramen? <laughs> Tastes so good. Oh, my gosh. As a kid, I loved this movie and thought the cow puking was the funniest bit ever. The yak yeah, yeah. 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 yakking. The Honestly, yak. Jonathan's funny, but the problem is there's so many bits that are just like done without anybody around. Like, did you notice? Like, there's an action scene and they're being chased. They're just narrating everything they're doing over and over and over. They again. are pretty chatty. Like, there's every like every time Jonathan's doing like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I can't believe this is happening. What is going on? I hate mummies so much. Mummies are so terrible. Why am Speaking I? Speaking like, of Bro, take mummies, a I, don't, I hate these guys. I don't think it's a mummy, personally. He's entrapped in a clay thing. He's not a mummy. And they keep calling him a mummy. Well, yeah, because what are you going to call him? The terracotta? I wouldn't Tomb call of the him a mummy. I don't think I'd call him a mummy. What'd you call him, Diz? If I saw that happen, I'd just call You're him a You're riding monster. the mummy, Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. What do well, you No, I, I get you have to call him a mummy, I guess. But like, if this happened to me in real life, I would not call him a mummy. The terracotta dude. The guy, the, the, the guy, the dude. Maybe just do the. I'm, the I'm very emperor. colloquial with it. I think I think calling the movie the mummy, but then calling him the emperor the whole time is fine. But the fact they do call him a mummy so often is there's is no a bit mummies off. in this. To he be could fair. have been more of a mummy. That's true. That's true. Well, the Chinese didn't mummify. It would have been. Well, they also didn't turn into dragons, so that's you can take some liberties. Says who? Xi Jinping did it. <laughs> you not seen that video? It's crazy. <laughs> I know no, that state-sponsored candy shop <laughs> media was getting to you. <laughs> Also, Those are cool videos. Also, I will say, Alex and Lynn's romance might be one of the most soulless and lifeless care. things I've ever seen in a movie ever. Like, I don't and, want to watch and you die. The dialogue trying to make Alex so cool kills me. Like after after his fight with Lynn at open, he's like, you know, after our first date, I'm so mad I didn't get your name. Stop it. You're not awesome. cool. You're an actor that was never in anything else because you're boring and bad at your job. Do something else. No, he was in Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Stop it. I, I just want to know what- He was also Han Solo. What was Ham this dude Solo. actually in, though? He's in nothing. Do we know? He's in nothing else besides this. He like, could have been a pretty good Shaggy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what are the mummy's plans is my big question. So, Throughout the movie, to, I to, kept going, what are these mummy's plans? To get a terracotta army, and then once they cross the- Great Wall of China, because that's a random plot device they no, throw at the yeah, last no, minute. No, no, no. It's because that's where they buried all their bodies. So they, but but why? They're gonna re all the bad, all the all the all the. But why? I'm not, I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm no. saying they did set that up in the prologue. They did the, no. the Great Wall of China is a big long we tomb. Went, oh! No, I know that. But why is it when the terracotta crosses it, they're invincible? No. Why does a werewolf turn to a werewolf on a full because moon? Because she it's magic. Made, why would she, who cursed them to an eternity of being a terracotta, build like a whole device that gives them a way to be immortal? She didn't know. Why didn't she put a door on that cave? He just kind of waltzed in there. So that, <laughs> oh my gosh. So she's like, he will come for this. So we, I'll be on first first watch. And then a scene right later, in. he's just there. And I'm like, <laughs> hey maybe guys. somebody should be at the door. Hey, guys. Why do they have a Yeti at the door? It's a great question. Yeti could have picked him up and thrown him. Since the Yetis can understand Mandarin somehow. And English. All right, guys, I've got this. Said, I don't um, speak Yeti. So, <laughs> so... It appears that this guy, who it looks yeah. like Alden Ardrock, his other movies are Ghost Machine, oh, yeah. Three Acts of Murder, Animal Kingdom, Red Dog, Face to Face, The King is Dead, where his character's name is Shrek. <laughs> what? <laughs> Charlie's Country. Shrek? Charlie's Country, which looks wild. Infany, The Osiris Child, What If It Works, and Suburban Love Story, which don't even have Wikipedia pages. What's his name? He's also in some show called Amazing Grace. Um, he was in McLeod's Daughters. He was in Bikini Wars, Brothers in Arms. Wow. Um, what? Oh, I have something else. 
What do you got? Why did the mummy take off? I wrote this down. Why did the mummy take off his face and throw it at Alex instead of shooting him with fire like he could do? He went whoop and just because threw his face this movie at him. was written by a bunch of middle schoolers. Weird. That's why every joke is like like even oh my gosh the amount of like like when they get the fireworks like size matters Jonathan. A lot of my Shoot notes are me. I don't know what any of these notes mean. A mortal lady is taking them away. What? What does that mean? <laughs> Davis, are you sure? The Yeti, I said the Yetis cheer question mark? <laughs> they did. They did. They went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, oh my gosh, how about when when he I jumps? I said Yetis are so based. <laughs> Exclamation point. How about when the two of the dragon the, the dragon emperor jumps into the like eternal water or whatever and then out comes the three, three heads. Oh, like whoa, whoa. And he turned into a dragon, which was not set up at all. It in was the movie. like it was well, like no, his no soul there was a one off line where Michelle Yeoh said if he if he becomes mortal he can turn into the most hideous of creatures. What? And he turned into the demon like the it, demon emoji. He looked like he got his soul stolen by Scrappy Doo when he jumped That's in that true. puddle. That's <laughs> that is true. That's a good one. Also Divide sign. The <sighs> Just again, why no one was watching the entrance, and every every scene with Alex is so bad. It's so clear in this movie they were trying to set up future movies with the new young cast of characters, but they're all awful. They're all terrible. They're bad. You don't. You you, you won't imagine how many times Jack said this is like Indiana Jones. <laughs> I was gonna get to that. <laughs> go I, go ahead. The Jack. lasting legacy of the Mummy is how much it isn't like Indiana Jones, the first one, but it like. 15 different points in this film, you're like, this is a lot like Indiana Jones. They're All in Shanghai. Them, they're in Shanghai. Yeah. There's a, a, a suspenseful moment where a guy's about to get crushed by a rolly thing, which happens in all three Indiana Jones Wait, what, movies. What rolly thing was it? First of all, there was the elevator, which was a suspenseful about to get crushed by something moment. Yes. When uh, Alex is fighting the, the ninja. Lin. Lin. Lin the ninja. Linja. And then you have the other moment where they're... they're Tyler they're, ninja. They're by the, the hamster wheel cranes that aren't attached to anything. That also happens later. Wait, when? I don't remember this. Let's not. In one of the many fight scenes in the last third of this movie, you have someone when the zombies are there get crushed by a big wheel. They've also got. They've also got the fighting over a a bridge. Their first bridge suspense. uh, There's a suspense. You're they, the, they didn't do that in the other two movies. You're in Shanghai and the Himalayas, Hank kicking it with Yetis. Yeah. True. The Yetis were cool. The Yetis were cool for a, a lot, second until it's, it's kind of weird. It's a lot weird. like Indiana Jones. Yeah, and that's why it's bad because the first they one kind of is. The first one gets like a bad rap for being called that, but like it honestly is There's, not It kind of like, flips uh, it on his head. It's oh, like making fun of the When he trope. puts the eye of Shangri-La and it shoots the laser beam, it's just like the, the, the they're digging in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> they're digging in the wrong place. No camels. So good. Oh, the movies are so good. <laughs> I'm gonna wear my shirt tomorrow. I agree. Also, I will say one of the major, major like you know how bad this movie is is when oh, gotta... you've got Michelle Yeoh and Jet Li facing off two of the best stunt actors in they like do the a, world. They do a by Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon reference. Jackie Chan is Jackie. So Michelle Yeoh is the only actress that Jackie Chan will allow to do her own stunts when he's coordinating those films because he trusts her to do it because she's, she's awesome. awesome. And it's such an overcut, overproduced mess. You cannot see what's happening. That scene would have benefited from like one wide shot, just one. There were bad just, flips. Also. They did. They do, did do a, a, a wide shot. There were so many unnecessary flips too. Also, the whole film. I hate movies that rely on convenience because if they didn't stop the soldiers from pouring the liquid, they would have poured it on a nobody. But instead, they kick the soldier, and the liquid conveniently lands on the emperor. Why? At the beginning, when they when they open up the tomb, because the actual person in the tomb at the museum. Is a eunuch apparently. I don't know yeah, how she yeah, knows yeah, that. Yeah. And then it conveniently lands. Checks his, you know. It conveniently <laughs> lands right on the emperor himself. And it's like, really, really? That come on now. That. 
I don't know. Anyway, Davis, you had something. Um, there's a few just like things that aren't explained. Uh, Such I, as the one thing that I noticed when the plane flies in, when when Mad Dog flies in with the plane, like with helping. There's like just two other like World War II planes there, but who are in those planes? Yeah, who's in the other plane? The Royal Air Mad Force. Mad Dog got some in. friends, man. Yeah, he, he he called in some help and they got killed. As well. Also, I think Brendan Fraser is probably at his worst in this movie. It's okay. It's They're, like the, the Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. He's yelling. He, he yells a lot of his lines. Where I'm just like the scenes where he's acting dead. He's he's pretty convincing. He actually he no. They actually just threw the yeah, sword through. They him. They actually just stabbed him. It was totally unintentional. Jack, you're like you're pondering something over uh, there. Yeah, I was, I was thinking like his action versus his not like the chase scene. He's pretty forgettable. The chase through Shanghai, but then like he's after, the horse. afterwards when he's like. Icing up his crotch. That's pretty funny. Yeah, like, he was riding that horse. He was riding that horse. Like the way he's delivering, his body language, the way he's delivering. He's like, still funny. That's yeah. that's when he's in his element. I, th- I think the dialogue he's... is just much worse in this film. Oh, too. there was that line where like one of the most precious things we when he's lost. like take the money, take the money. He's like throwing his wallet. Yeah, it's pretty funny. He's funny. Wait, what was the Davis when line? they were like the most precious thing? They're talking about Alex. They're like, but our most precious thing we've lost when they're up on the like, cigarette good sign. Lord, oh my, <sighs> bad so, line, bad bad movie. There was the funniest joke of the movie was just the ending, like after Jonathan somehow gets the Eye of Shangri La. I don't know what he's gonna do with it. Sell, sell it, it. Uh, yeah. Uh, the, jinx. Uh, and then it goes. Best soon I can after, do is eighty dollars. Soon after, mummies were found in mummies were found in Peru. Pretty that was, funny. That was funny. I laughed. It was a lot like but the end of Amsterdam. For some reason, it's written here on my notes. Soon after, mummies were found in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> The Davis, mummy were, four? Were, were you okay during the movie? I think it just auto-corrected. I was fine. I just don't remember. Producto <laughs> de Peru. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Badness. Well, so let's talk about the end fight between the two mummy armies. They yes. weren't. Neither of them were mummies. Neither of them were. Was it was zombies. cool though. It was cool. I'll give it that. It was cool. I said they were zombies. Personally. I think the fact that the this... arrow barrage was cool until it was revealed that they could just survive an yeah. arrow. Yeah, I think I think then then one of them on the reverse, head knocked up the fact that the terracotta army just gets like annihilated. Yeah, it's just bring some guns, like, throw some like, rocks at y- them. Y'all could y'all could have just rallied the U.S. to like bring some people, and they would have gotten knocked out. How come all the rest of the terracotta army don't have their corporeal forms within them, like the like the, the emperor? emperor does. Uh, because bad writing. They were buried in they the Great Wall of China. That's true. They got to go get their bodies to become invincible. So true. Think about it. <laughs> I would kick be. it with the terracotta army soldier. There I think. are no stakes. That's what I said. I would kick it with the terracotta army soldier. Can the mummy armies hurt each other? No. Or can only no. people? So why does it matter that... that did, what did you think about his, his uh, Overwatch floating element? Oh, yeah, that was awesome. It was, uh, like, it was, like, was, it was a Saudi Arabia orb. Wild. It's a Saudi orb. That was the, so, so <laughs> chiropractor. He's about to fix somebody's back. He's using Fushigis. So what we were going to talk about was when, when Brendan and Alex have to team up to fight the, uh, the emperor. Oh yeah, the magical sword. Oh, Why was the sword magic? I don't know. Because it was his. Because it was no. Because it was cursed by uh, Michelle Yeoh. She put a curse on it so it could kill she the emperor. Because yeah. she's a magician. And then it breaks so in half. Powers. Yeah. And then he writes a division symbol on the ground, and he's like, "Divide, ching, and conquer." Okay, but I, like I think I skipped that part. That yeah. was like the that was the end. That was the climax. That's what they killed him when have... he was Scrappy Doo. <laughs> I need to watch this then. So, like, if I was, like, I get, if Jack and I were having to do this, like, the knife split in half, we have to stab him, he wrote a division symbol on the ground, I'd be like, you want me to do math? I would not to think, oh, divide and conquer. We'll stab through his heart and meet them in the middle. I would not, not, <laughs> never would I have thought that. Bad movie? 
Maybe she. I, bet, Davis, I can guarantee Davis. someone's in a dream. They're like, they saw the divide, divide and conquer. Like, I'll be awesome. Davis, hear me out. Maybe it's a bad movie. No, I think it's a great movie. Actually, I'm giving it a nine. What? I'm giving it like a three. <laughs> I just want you to know that. I'm giving it. All right, let's do the ratings. Let's have anything else to talk about. Thumbs up or thumbs down? This movie gets a thumbs down for me. Yeah, it. I thumbs mean, up for the fun. like. Honestly, I didn't even think about the no stakes, Jack. That's another great critical yeah, point. The problem is nobody so, can die. Here's the thing: all three movies have the they, same varying like plot. Scratch head scratchers. They do even the first one, and especially the second one. But the point is, the first two were just f- more fun. When like yes, they feel more enjoyable. Davis, I would like to say uh, when the mummy, the zombie mummy guys, uh, like the Pirates of the Caribbean guys, get when they when they float when they turn into sand and dust away. That's how I want to die. Did you notice that the the good <laughs> mummies dusted away into the sky and the bad mummies dusted away into the ground? Wow, that's such, it such was really, symbolism. It was really prophetic. It was. It was <laughs> the, a profound the statement about the morality of mummies. Away. The eight-year-old of me must have thought that was the craziest, most intense scene When ever. I would die, I Divide. want to turn into sand, but I want my sand to float up in the wind and not dissipate into the ground. Oh, I agree. I agree. And on that note, I'll give it a three as well, honestly. Three. Honestly, no. Two. two. Okay. What? Three. I had some fun. I'll say three. I had I'll some three. fun. So now, Davis... We before, talk, before we get to the Ministry of Truth. We need to talk about the fourth Mummy movie. It's going to come out. The little movie that plays when you're in line for the ride. The That's Mummy true. Returns while you're at Universal Studios, which is come one on, of Alex, the greatest pieces of it. media of all time. And it's where the hilarious line, I would have enjoyed this line a lot more if I had gotten my cup of coffee again, Alex. comes from. I think I just heard it. Or if I had gotten my cup of coffee. It's for the listeners. I agree, Jack. You know, my little brother, we went to Universal for his 10th birthday. He didn't go on any of the rides, but he went on the Mummy ride eight times. I've been on that like five times. Great ride. It is a phenomenal ride. Great ride. That's my favorite. And great great pre ride video. All the times I've been on it, the line hasn't been long enough for me to enjoy the full full experience. Because there's some good bits, man. If you don't know, the premise of it is. They're, it's uh, it's breaking the fourth wall. They're on yeah. the set. The the ride is the set of the movie The Mummy, the first one. Uh, and there, uh, Brendan really wants a cup of coffee. He does. But in order to go to the craft services table to get a cup of coffee, you must carry the symbol of the Medjay on a necklace. And uh-huh. and the lady at the craft service table is like, no Medjay, no service. And he's like, well, it, it says made in China on the back. And she's like, well, the Chinese are an old society, and they know what, it do, what to do when it comes to curses. Maybe foreshadowing the oh, 2007 who knows? film. Who knows? Uh, but basically what happens is Brendan breaks the Medjay curse in order to get his cup of coffee. And to spoil it for you, this causes the mummy, Imhotep, to terrorize the set and kill several people and, in the end, kill Brendan Fraser. <gasps> but not no. before delivering him. The aforementioned cup of if coffee. I got my cup of coffee. I mean, excellent. He hands it to so, him. That's oh, one thank thing. You. Also, first two <laughs> the films, cat. they have a nice charm of being of like almost breaking the fourth wall and being aware of what they are. Like, like when he holds up second... the cat, he wouldn't hold up the cat to Emotep. He was hanging it out to you, Alex, exactly. in row in seat FG. Or or <laughs> even even in the second one, even in the second one when they're like, oh, it's one of those resurrections. Okay, that, that's hilarious. Like just they they comment on oh it's one of those stories or whatever I, I always thought that was kind of funny and the third one really lacks that kind of charm I think it's a great ride I want to ride that ride again it's now so I have to go into the good. one in Minecraft the- you can do that I'm just I wouldn't <laughs> do that but you can do that the Minecraft one now Davis onto what have we been watching slash reading I may I may talk about the haunted house first but what Davis what have you been up to reading anything we were watching, watching Frasier videos last night oh my goodness uh I am wounded. 
Is that what he says? What else have you been watching, Davis? What else have I been watching? I watched Hell or High Water. Have I said that on the yeah, podcast yet? Uh, I don't think so, but you texted me about it. Great movie. Phenomenal. I loved it. Absolutely. Lo- Let me see what else uh, I put on Letterboxd. Did I Let- say I watched Barbarian? Uh, yes, last week you did. Jack's seen also seen So I've broken out of my shell a little bit in my adult life, and I've gone to the movie theater uh, a few times in this past month. And you usually, saw Halloween usually ends? Usually not something I do other than with when I get coerced into going by Davis to see the bad guys. Um, but in the past month or so, I've seen – I saw Barbarian in the theater. I saw Don't Worry Darling in the theater, and I saw – I believe most recently I saw Amsterdam in the theater, and I enjoyed all of them. So. There you go. Well, Amsterdam is not getting a lot of enjoyment out of anybody else. People don't so. get it, okay? Okay, fair enough, it fair was, enough. It wasn't for them. I quite enjoyed it. It did have a funny bit at the end of the movie, which I thought was a lot like the end of uh, The Mummy 3. So this movie takes place in the in the interwar period, Amsterdam, between World War One and World War Two, and they're all trying to get away from the war. And at the end, they're like, "We're sending you off to a place where war could never find you, somewhere nice and warm, where the birds are always chirping or something." And I'm like, "They probably sent them to Hawaii, didn't they? That'd be funny." Where'd they send them? It's never established. They send them to Hawaii, but I think that's a they good. They send them to Guam. Finish American War. I'm just kidding. I made that up and seen it. Very nice, Davis. Very nice. Anything else you've been watching that you found in your letterbox? Um, I've also been watching oh. The West Wing. <gasps> Great show. Great show. Bradley Whitford. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Our, our good fr- friend of the show watched all, <coughs> it, it all in one week, if I recall correctly. That's true. Friend of the show, Corinne, did watch it all in one week. Insane. So that's, that's a great show. I've been learning a lot of new words because, of course, it's an Aaron Sorkin show. Ironical. Indeed. Indeed. I went to the theater with... Uh, a handful of the Eagle Eye slash Weagle people to see Halloween ends, and I cannot stress it enough. That is the that is. Uh, be careful! You you are you are you are assigning that is in the, a, a superlative to this. That is in resign, the bottom resign. three worst movies I've ever seen in my life. It was one of the most just like poorly put together, and everyone's like, people don't like it because there's not enough Michael Myers. I didn't like because it sucked. They just a whole Bob third character. Okay. May is I his spoil, name may Miguel I spoil, my no, his, name, his name is Corey. May I spoil for two seconds? I don't, I don't care. So, in this movie, they introduce this weird Miguel guy, Corey. Baez. He comes who, home. Who, inadvertently, who is a babysitter for a kid who then inadvertently kills the kid and is like has a cloud over him for like five years or whatever. So then, then he, he meets Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Yeah. Because he cuts his hand and Laurie brings him into the hospital just so she... Laurie Strode's granddaughter, who's a nurse, whose name is Allison, can stitch up his hand. And in the process of going to stitch up, they immediately make eye contact and are like, oh, love at first sight. <laughs> and then, like, a scene later, they're like, we should go out sometime. I'm like, what? It's been a scene. And then the very next scene, they are making out on his motorcycle, and she bites his nose, Davis. Why? That sort of, that sort of some behavior. People are, some people are into that stuff, Alex. That sort of behavior is limited for at least a second date. I would, I would like to just say that the asking her out, is not that crazy. No, no, no. How you made no, it. No, it's it's just it's just how rushed. They met and, like, and he asked her out. Okay, this Davis, is not Davis, not allowed. You, you have to like uh, you have to like understand it. Well, Act, explain no, extrapolate so a little bit. So she actually asks him out, but like it's just because oh, like can't have that. No, Davis you cannot it's just have that. So rushed and all the dialogue is so bad and like for the whole movie, Lori's like talking about making pies, but then she's also like a psychopath that like is just haunting people. But it's so weird and so bad. And one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in theater, because everyone in theater was like, what? At one point, the dad of Corey just says, I hope you find love. And the scene just ends. Awesome. Great. Crazy movie. I recently watched the original Halloween for the first time. And? It's a film. I get it. 
Not my. I, I think I, I understand where Jack's coming from. I Davis, get that it's important. Davis, if we go back to listen to the episode, I know, we I will lo- talk about how great it was. I think it is great, but I can understand where he's coming from and have my own opinion, Alex. I know that's hard for your Twitter brain to understand. <sighs> See, I can do it too. I also, these, these biting remarks towards <laughs> the other. Yeah. I have a few Keep qualms going, with it. Like I, what? It, um, he's putting you on the spot. Like, I'm so good at this accent. It, go ahead and do it, Alex. <laughs> I need time. Okay, so <laughs> have you had enough time to do your accent? I know this is like small, but to me, it, it's very jarring that this is supposed to take place in Halloween in Illinois, and it's very clearly like April in Pasadena. It's okay. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I've not noticed that, but that's it's fair. very clear. Alphonse, like the fall leaves, I believe, were all fake and had to be like scra- scraped up between every scene. This was uh, a really low budget. Film. It was a shoestring. I can't believe Captain Kirk would do all those evil That's things. True. I found that <laughs> unbelievable after watching Star Trek. <laughs> um, the rap battle. And, <laughs> and um, I it it, you know what? I just not really not really for me. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I, I in the middle. It it seems like it takes a ninety minutes to uh, explain something that is like three sentences. That's fair. It go, it goes a slower See, pace. See, Alex, you understand I'm why like, I said I understand I, where he's coming from. I, I bet give it, this Michael Myers character Miguel Myers. will go after these people with a knife. I give it the major benefit <laughs> of the doubt just because it's like the first of its kind. So like in, a, in our modern slasher important. lens. You like know? The, the POV at the beginning, I bet when people were in the theaters, they were like holding onto their chairs. because they were about The to train go, was coming Whoa. towards them. The ch- oh, the train. Yeah, that's That actually didn't happen. Oh, what? They didn't freak out. Man. But through. what did happen is one time in the 1860s, they were going to run two trains into each other at full speed, and they sold a bunch of tickets, and 80 people died. I would have gone. Hit with I think I would have gone to that, frankly. <laughs> I got to go, man. I got to say I'd risk it. I'd see it from a distance. Well, I'm, I'm sure a, they I'm thought a, that same <laughs> thing, Alex. Up on, like, a mountaintop, man. It'd be fine. Your shrapnel can fly. Hurt Locker taught me a lot. Hurt Locker taught us Oh, taught I, saw, I watched Hurt Locker recently. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Crazy movie. It was good. It was good. Now, on to what I did. Watch it again. Do, do, do you want to, What do you want to know about this haunted haunted bus ride, guys? Just tell me why it's the best thing okay. ever it was, of all it was things just, that it have was ever just, existed. It was just a lot of fun. So was basically, this Pope's haunted farm. What was this Pope's haunted farm? You no, it was a Sleepy Hollow. Haunted what? Farm. Very well. The headless horseman. The was rival haunted farm. No, no. no. Um, so we go. We go to one. We go to this haunted forest, which was not that fun. Because there was a group in front of us that was so skittish, they ruined a lot of the scares because they wouldn't move on. Because, you know, when you're walking through, like, a haunted house with a lot of people, you have to keep on walking. You know what I mean? Like, people are going to come at you with chainsaws. But, like, three of the best, like, scare bits got ruined because the people ran away and ran into us. We were, like, 50 yards behind them. And they and we, we ended up passing them because they were walking so, like, skittishly slow through that. But it was still cool. I it was hard to see. It, it, was, it was a good vibe. So then we got in line for the bus. And... Like we're on the bus and it's like prison bus. Like there's like w- there's like bars on the windows. It was not a school bus. And we go on in this guy dressed in this there's Joker like costume. Which this Joker? Guy, uh, Jack could say his own his own his own his own uh, interpretation. interpretation. Oh my goodness! One could say. His, oh my and, goodness! And he like goes through the rules and he's like, everybody I'm hang on. He's like, everybody hang on. I wouldn't want anybody to fall in my lap or you know, hey, maybe that'd be a good thing. You never do know. And we're like, whoa, I mean, what's going on? There Why might be so kids on this serious, bus. Man. And then, and then he says, all right, guys, let's go. And then he lights up a cigarette and starts driving. And a lot of bumps. He drove like sixty miles an hour. He did a bit where he just got up and the bus was just driving, just through through the forest. And there was nobody at the wheel. Mm, Madness. Ghost bus, Alex. They don't need drivers. It w- it was just a lot of fun. It really was. It was really really cool. It was really fun, and there was this one girl did you do a backflip? sitting next. There, there is someone that did a backflip in the bus, <laughs> not not the bus itself, but somebody kept doing them in between the seats and stuff. 
Really? Oh, uh, there, there was there was an attendant who was like dressed like Harley Quinn, and she used to like flip which, stuff. Which iteration of Harley Quinn? That's a great question. I could not. <laughs> it's tell her own you. interpretation. <laughs> I mean, it was. And there was this one girl who kept falling on top of Braden because she couldn't hold on. Like, I, we, I, Alex, I, I can't bus. see this. I just want okay, you to know so that. imagine you know, you know you've been on a cheese wagon. There's two seats on the right, two seats on the left. <laughs> There's only two types you of buses: I, prison and school. Not your first day off turn up truck. I know you've been on a cheese wagon. <laughs> You never been on a cheese wagon? Is that a school bus? Yes. Okay. It's a mobile thing, I guess. <laughs> Apparently, so many people don't know what it's called. But anyway, so. And we call like, the white ones the white cheddar. Down the aisle. <laughs> those white buses. <laughs> down the aisle. Place. Down the aisle. There's this girl on the left. And on the first turn, which it felt like the bus was going to flip over, she just like fell on top of Braden and just like hit her. And we're like, what the heck? Hold on, lady. Isn't that hard? But it was a lot of fun. It was really seat cool. Belts in those. There were no seatbelts. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun, honestly. It just was it was like it was really cool. <laughs> there were a lot of fun bits. Like the guy was pretty funny, pretty charismatic was driver. Was it scary? I mean, no, I wouldn't say so much scary. What, we all, what was the tour of? So it's just like driving through like in the pitch dark through like this gigantic forest maze, essentially. Like it's sixty miles an hour. It felt like we were going sixty. We were going fast. Pretty cool. And like he made a lot like of crazy Slenderman turns. Was there. He, he did a lot of like fake, uh, like hey, you guys see anything in front of me? As he's like turning around driving, and like there's like a giant truck we're about to hit. <laughs> And it wasn't like one of those like forced perspective things. It was just like an actual truck that he just dodged. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean it was it was fun. It was, it was dangerous. It, it was not, really not slip. I just it was let really you know cool. If if me and Grayson had gone with you, we probably would have ruined it. <laughs> we would have been like when Scooby Doo go, goes on the mystery cruise and solves all the mysteries in like an instant. That's true. We would have pulled out like the radio controller from under the bus and be like, "Look, Alex, it wasn't even haunted." She's not all. actually even doing backflips. <laughs> I mean, a I don't know. I don't know, man. All I know is it was a lot of fun, and that's. I'll, I'll look into it. I mean, it was cool. It was cool, and the haunted house itself was pretty cool too. There was they had some children in that thing that were just screaming at me. I'm like, okay, you're like 12. Go at to school. You? Yeah. What'd you do? Alex. Alex. There was there was so literally we're just walking around the corner. There's like oh a chance of guy, and then just this one like eight year old goes ah. <laughs> you are pretty spooky, Alex. <laughs> to be fair, we were like, what the heck? I, Alex, you have a future as a scare actor. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could. Oh, oh my god! Okay. <laughs> Anything? What's up? What's next up on the docket? Uh, I'm ready to get out. The of ministry. Here. You're always ready to get out of here. Once you sit around for a while, you you want to stand up and. The do Ministry stuff. of Truth for the MCU, Davis. We've got C- we've got C- three C- three sections here to go C- through. Number one, up. this is a soft this is a soft open. It's a tweet that read, and I quote: "We'll see what you think about this one." Think about how if the MCU didn't kill off Killmonger in Black Panther, he could have had a really compelling arc being called the lead Wakanda after T'Challa's passing. And I feel like everyone that said that didn't watch the movie when he tried to commit, you know, genocide. I agree. Like, like they're not you. just gonna like they're not just gonna like pick him. Like this isn't like like he tried to kill like millions of people. They're not just gonna be like, oh, you guess you got to leave because you're really powerful and cool, and we love Michael B. Jordan. He's like, really cool. I feel like people like. Look, Killmonger was a great villain, but I feel like people that wa- that talk about that didn't actually watch the movie. They like lo- they like latch onto that very last line where he's like, "I'd rather be with my ancestors who jump from the ships or whatever." They're like, oh, "So much complexity." I'm like, "Okay, guys, he said one cool they thing." Uh, they can't they can't leave him as cool. They have to make him uncool by being evil. He's like, "I want to help people," and you're like, "Yeah," and he's like, "By killing everyone." You're like, "No." That's a villain for you, man. That's a villain. It's I don't like Heisenberg, dude. Yeah, I've already say won. my name. <laughs> Do that again. Oh, Alex just Alex just saw. Sorry, sorry. My grandparents took me. It appears that the Washington Commies got a victory today. Very exciting. The commies. Hey. Hell, heck yeah. D- Davis. <laughs> what is it? I could. I was. I've hail, been messing with hail, my. Hail to the. 
Commanders. Unfortunately. Uh, and then, okay, Davis, you clearly didn't have a lot of thoughts on that tweet. Nah, I so, don't. what about the second one, Davis? I got this one for you. So, the tweet reads this, maybe Marvel, ha- Marvel has a hold on the film industry, or maybe the hold Marvel has on the film industry is, in fact, a problem, because this is a totally real review for Black Adam. Are you, are you, are you sitting in your chair, Davis? Yeah, you already sent this to me, so I, I know did? It. I'm ready. So, Jack, if I say you, you've not heard of or now that people listening home, so it says, Meantime, the Justice Society looks like a bunch of Marvel knockoffs. Pierce Brosnan as the, myst- the mystical Doctor Fate is a bargain basement Doctor Strange, while Aldous Hodge as the winged Hawkman echoes Anthony Mackie's winged Falcon. I I want I just want to say that those were around before each of those characters. Yeah, they, Haw- Hawkman and Doctor Fate both predate Falcon and Doctor Strange by a wide, wide margin. That's good, but it's taken. That's true. So I guess I just this is just an embodiment of everything we've been talking about with the MCU Davis episode. Davis, you got any thoughts here? You're not really saying anything, my guy. I just I just gave my thoughts. Those those existed before. Yeah, and like Overwatch looks like Marvel too. And so how like, much? There's that, only so many tropes you can do with how, a superhero. How much this guy do you can think, fly and he has a cape? How, this guy's Marvel to me. How much do you think uh, Black Adam's bad critic reviews is more based on the fact that there isn't a Marvel logo at the start of the film? Because I've said, y'all, I it's, it's, it's just like I, I haven't seen it. Good. But I mean, I've heard it's just it's just it's just Ant-Man. the Rock going finally. <laughs> he doesn't say that. I figure it's just like it's just Ant Man. Like it's just a it's just a action movie that's not great and not bad. I but like, since it. it's not a Marvel movie, it's getting forty-one percent. I plan to Thor: see it Love soon. and Thunder got sixty-four percent. By the way, I plan to see it soon. I do too, as well, because I think it's gonna. I think I'm looking forward to it. And then, lastly, Davis, this one, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story, has amassed seven hundred and one million total hours viewed in its first three. I was going to say seven hundred one million viewers. No, just total hours viewed, and. At, this was the tweet that I was bringing up. So the tweet that I could not find during last week's show, Netflix tweeted, "Oh my gosh, I can't get over that scene when Jeffrey Dahmer's victim calls the police. The police take her away and just bring her back to the apartment. Like what? This is a true story. I, I think I said it. I don't know if I said this true on a podcast. True crime brains, uncurable. But like, imagine if imagine if when Schindler's List came out, Spielberg's like, oh my god, can't get over that scene when Omen Goth just shot people." Can't get over this scene with the girl in the red dress. Can't, can't get over the scene when they got gassed. Like, what? Can't get over the scene when the stormtroopers killed Aunt Owen and Aunt Beru. They would do that. But, like, that's that, that, that that's a good point because it's just, like, even then, this is a true, like, this is, I can't get over this crazy thing on Jeffrey Dahmer's Wikipedia page because that's where you find it. <laughs> oh, he said it. Got him. Like, it's just. <laughs> oh, no, Alex, I agree with you. True crime brain is an issue that we've been facing for quite a while. True, and we discussed we discussed it at length last week as well. So I know you may not have any more thoughts on it other than the basics one. I just think it's I think just, you could be interested in crime, like stories about crime, like Mind Hunter, because there's interesting crime. There's interesting stories to hear, but most of them are fictional. So check out those instead. Yeah, true. but also if you want to if you want to be into true crime, you can be interested in it. Maybe be like oh, that was a good show, Mind Hunter. That was a good show, and it's it's based on true-ish events. True. But don't be obsessed with it. Don't be like, oh, man, I'm going to dress as Jeffrey Dahmer for Halloween. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get a Jeffrey Dahmer earring, and I'm going to be like, oh, John Wayne Gacy, I'm going to have trading cards of all these serial killers that killed real people because they're so cool and smart, but they're not smart because they're actually idiots. He killed 17 people. Idiots. Absurdity. I mean, okay, you know, I I hesitate to say, but we're going to say it. And maybe this is a leap, and you may you may check me on this, and you may tell how me it's Jeffrey true. Num- how didn't Jeffrey Dahmer uh, know are that we, are we not are we not thirty years either. away from getting a Columbine true crime series that examines the people that did it? And it's like, oh, you know, actually, there's some complexity there. No, there's not. They're psychopaths. 
It's not that hard. Video games, Alex. You don't get it. Oh, I must not. Bullying, man. We got to address that problem. Knock it off. Like it's like it's not it's not that hard to have the common sense to recognize that these people are psychopaths. Sure, Dahmer had a billion mental disorders going on. With that, that is well documented. But as the court claimed, and the court was was proven right, at least according to the jury, there was no indication that what he did. That he did not know right and right from wrong. Because that's the whole claim, as you probably well know more about this than I do, Davis. Essentially, the claim for insane, and you can correct me on this if you want, is the idea that you're not claiming that just, oh, since they're insane, they're innocent, that their insanity prevents them from knowing right from wrong, correct? That's in criminal. In civil court, right. you can you can be held liable even if you are insane. Right, so there's no defense there. So specifically in the case of most serial killers, they it, tend it, to claim it, the insanity defense because they do have a number of mental illnesses. But mental illnesses do not inhibit your right from wrong, no matter if the heads are talking to you in the fridge or not. Yes. In civil court, if they if they had if I'm I'm sure they would have if he hadn't gotten killed, they probably might still have brought against the estate. What would you call it of the Dahmer's family? Yeah, the the estate is what they call it in legal terms. Technically. Uh, um, I just it's just the fact that he did the things, whether he's crazy or not. I can't remember the name of the case. It was actually pretty interesting. You can be held liable in a civil court. Interesting. That, if you did the act yourself, you can be held liable. That, ma- that makes a lot no of matter how crazy you are. And again, I'll say this. You know, we criticize the fans as much as we want. The issue lays at the feet of Netflix. They're the ones that posted those tweets saying, oh my gosh, guys, look at this crazy scene that happened. Like, what? Again, like, imagine so many movies that have dealt with so many real-life things that occurred that are not this tweeting them as, Dexter's like, first fault. trap This might videos. be Dexter's fault if you think about it. I mean, I think, I, think, I think Dexter certainly gave a lot of credence to that. And He's so cool. He only kills bad guys, and he's so hot. <sighs> Dexter was the, I kind of liked Dexter. Because like, he was charismatic. But that's, that's how it starts. Thing is, so honestly, I'll say this. <laughs> wait, wait, my earring. I gotta take my earrings off right the, now, the guys. Char- the character of Dexter is what these people think Ted Bundy was, or any because oh, like God. anybody Ted else. Ted Bundy was not even that. that that's the point. Like, he's not. He was not charismatic. He yeah, I know. He was just hot. weird. He was weird. He'd take people in his van. Like he'd be like. Oh, can you help me move this couch? My arm's broken. They'd be like, "Uh, okay, I guess." He'd be like, like "You're not. You're, uh, you're trapped now." For, for people who are watching these fictitious reimaginings of this, I'll just say this, and I'll say if you're so inclined, by the way, go ahead and watch because all of these killers that most were sent to death row, they still were did interviews in prison. John Wayne Gacy did them. I don't know if Dahmer did as much because he was he killed, killed pretty quickly in prison. But the point is, go ahead and just maybe glim- catch a glimpse at these and see how like crazy these people actually are. Like, they're just... They're crazy and they're not smart. I, I'm tired of people acting like Ted Bundy was this genius because he was not. Just because Zac Efron played him in your favorite... twice from prison because the cops are idiots. Yeah. Like, they were imbeciles. We talked about it last week with they're Zodiac. Like, oh, the window... We'll just leave the window open. He just like... Def, Ted Bundy went, oh, okay, and he just left. It's not like he like dug a hole. How did Michael tri- Myers know how to drive? He's a person. <laughs> it's inherent to everybody you know how to drive. It's like swimming. <laughs> Baby, yeah, there's. <laughs> he just does. I think I asked that question on the episode. How did he know how to drive? Wait, Mike wait. Myers. Um, guesstimation. I think I asked how did he know how to drive. I don't really recall such things. Um, what? The maybe heck? he watched a. Vi- maybe he was playing GTA. Could be. Yeah, I think I learned how to drive from Mario Kart. There you go. Also, right um, to go left. Okay, to stop. here's something I did not know. Apparently, L to throw your banana peel. Apparently, uh. Netflix also gave the Jeffrey Dahmer show the LGBTQ tag because mm. I'm pretty sure he assaults 
people of he both would, genders. So it yeah, no, he he would prey on gay black men mostly. So that's also a very dangerous thing to put that under that tagline because um, g- guys. Anyway, just watch Big Mouth instead. He was, he was like, <laughs> Lord have mercy, not that show. Watch you. Oh God, you that's the shows like you are like. See, okay, those still it's kind of. It's, but at least it's not a true story. He's a like, sympathetic it's a, hero. He's a murderer. He's watch, crazy. Just watch Dexter. He's crazy. <laughs> any final thoughts on anything before we head out for another lo- even longer episode than Let's I thought it would be? Let's make some recommendations to the audience. Got any recommendations if they feel so inclined? Jack, you oh, go yeah, first. Oh, yeah, I got a few. All right. Um, Corridor Digital has a great YouTube channel. They, If you want to look yeah. up Corridor Digital Mummy, it did a pretty cool breakdown oh, of one. that tracking shot at the beginning of, of the Mummy movie. Um, so... If you would like to learn more about the special effects of the mummy, that's a great channel. Go to Pirate Gold Coins. You can probably buy a mummy. (laughs) Um, Another uh, one that I have really enjoyed is uh, there is a video by the J.J. McCullough YouTube channel about the origin of the Universal Monster Trio, that being uh, Dracula, the mummy, and Frankenstein's monster, where it kind of shows how the cultural canon of the United States was formed around uh, those three monsters and why they show up in all this Halloween stuff and basically how Universal uh, like wrote the script for Halloween and how they became the three big bad monsters of popular culture. So that's I'd also throw the Wolfman in there. Yeah, Wolfman's up, pretty popular. If you look up like JJ Monster, you can probably find that if you want to watch it. Or you see a scary monster named JJ. We'll find out. <laughs> Alex? Uh, can you go first, Davis? Uh, recommend Hell High Water. Look how to spell Big Mouth. <laughs> No. Um, what else? Uh, I've been playing some Fortnite recently. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm not going to recommend that because I want to catch all the dubs. Any uh, Halloween movies you like? Do you the Descent. People? Watch The Descent. It's good if you feel so inclined. Ooh. Scary movie. I think Alex finally watched it last year. What movie? The Descent. No, I have not watched it. <laughs> I thought you said scary movie as in the movie scary movie. <laughs> no. Not to be confused the descent. With, with the olfactory thriller, The Scent. <laughs> Ooh, I have a recommendation. Yeah. Not really a recommendation, but a trailer that's gone around that we saw at- uh... I have a recommendation. It's not actually a recommendation, but- <laughs> No, it's... so it's that trailer for that movie, Megan, where it's about like the android that goes crazy or whatever. It looks awesome. Another A24 movie, Dave. The Meg. The Meg. No, not and... the Meg. No, not the- What? No. It's called <laughs> Meg- <laughs> Alex. Davis. I don't know if you could tell, but we are messing with you. Yeah, I know. I think, I think I'm clear to go. You are? All right, as am I. Well, goodbye, guys. Happy Halloween, everybody. <laughs> well, the creep goes creak and the tombstone squeak. Ghosts come out for a swinging <laughs> day. Green, but the ghosts come out to socialize. <laughs> so don't close your eyes and don't go outside. Thank you to everyone for tuning in to another episode of Through the Lens Spooky Season 3. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you have any thoughts on the Mummy movies or any films we have watched so far this year, you can reach out to the show's Instagram directly at Through the Lens Weagle. That is through underscore the underscore lens underscore W-E-G-L on Instagram. The scary movies do not end next week. Do not end as we take on the Alien Trilogy next week. This is Alex Houston alongside my co-host, Davis Carroll, signing off along with guest of the show, once again, Jack Hart, and we will talk again next week from Alien 1 to Alien Cubed, and we will see you all then. As I look to find the outro, and there it is, see ya.